Just a few film nerds breaking out of a rut Drooling over cinema that's hard and uncut Stick us in your ear, thrill to this month's picks And come and listen in, we're measuring flicks Hello, everyone. Welcome to Measuring Flicks. I'm Carl Hartley. And I'm Max Peterson. And you are listening to the man himself, Jesus Christ Superstar, James Brown. Alright, so sitting in with us today is the lovely Darnell Pachanshaw. Jarchon Plasta. That's right. Close. <laughs> Was it wrong? Uh, uh, just a little. Okay, well, how do you say it, though? Darnell Prowlshaw. Darnell, Darnell Prowlshaw. Exactly. Of the Louisiana Prowlshaws. Exactly. Yeah. Or Danielle Pelshaw. Um, so today we are talking about, as we've alluded to, mm-hmm. 1973's Black Caesar, directed by Larry Cohen. Um, white director. Another white director. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Um, so it stars Fred Williamson as Tommy Gibbs, who is, there is no one in this movie named Caesar. Not, no, there isn't. The word Caesar is never once mentioned. Yeah, they're not even side note. <laughs> like never not referred to as or otherwise mentioned. I'd never in this se- movie. I'd never seen the film, but I was like sitting down to watch it, and I'm like, I'm like, is that is that Caesar? No, that's Tommy nice. Gibbs. I wonder who it is. And then the movie the movie ends, and I'm like, po- post credit scene Caesar. <laughs> right, post credit scene Caesar. Here it is. <laughs> Whatever. Um, and then uh, I also wanted to shout out Gloria Hendry as Helen. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of other people in this. And then, of course, God is played by James Brown. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. The soundtrack in this movie is so good. It's, yeah, it really, really is. The soundtrack, the soundtrack to so many of these films is killer. And we have a, we have a special intro music for you next That's week. That's right. But, yeah, James Brown, like, when you get that, sky, in the opening sequence mm-hmm. of the film, when you see the, like, cityscape, and you that hear... dirty New York, like... Yeah. And you hear James Brown just screaming, I was born in New York City. Yeah. You're like, I just said it. And I'm like, I, I downloaded, I immediately downloaded the soundtrack. I was walking around my house all day with a funky beat Heck in my yeah. hips. Oh, dude, the soundtrack's so good. Um, My first note on this, and I think this will go back to your love of 70s movies. Mm-hmm. My first note is, I'm glad I got this on DVD. Yes, me too, because it's grainy and looks like shit. Yes. Thank you. And yeah. it's because I was like, it looks dirty. And I'm like, oh, I'm so happy. This isn't a 4K <laughs> yeah, transfer yeah. right now. Um, Ser- same thought. I'm like, oh, thank God. This is gritty and dirty. And it feels like. Yeah. Well, partially it's on DVD because you can't find a Blu-ray. of this. Right. Yeah. But um, we like about you and I both bought the movies as a big bundle. Yeah. Just, you do the, the blanket Amazon order. And I was I was bummed because I got Chuck Turner on Blu-ray. Yeah, I was but the only one of this month that was, that's available on Blu-ray unless you want to. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I was like, I was like, yes, I got this. The Blu-ray and the Blu-ray of Chuck Turner looks great. It looked does, yeah. But I was like, you know, we got kind of spoiled with the Criterion Collection, yeah, where exactly. they're like, we we've remastered this in a hundred k, you know, and they just look gorgeous. And I was like, oh, okay, well here we go, Black Caesar. But there is, we were talking before the podcast started about the watermill movies, mm-hmm. the the movie packs where they pit, sick, fit five on a side. Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> but there's there is something right. About watching a slightly grainy version of mm-hmm. this film, like I love that this this is not a 4K restoration. This is the dirty 
the Dirty 73 Black Caesar on DVD. Yeah. It's fucking great looking. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's the way you would have seen it if you had if you had found a VHS copy of it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Like, and like ran it up. And maybe that's us being like vague hipsters. Um, I don't know though. It's it's a it's a thing. Yeah, there is there is like something about a slightly crackly VHS tape. Well, of that's a why film. that's why when Tarantino and Rodriguez did the their grindhouse thing, a lot of it they shot digitally, but then like made it look right like it was shot. They scuffed it up, they scuffed and it up, like and that. gave it that that gritty feel. I have because the... there is a thing that it does. Yeah, it it's a it's. It is the equivalent of for me a scratch me, on a record a or pop, the, the a pop. little hiss yeah. like that like vinyl hiss. Yep, There's exactly. something about it like in the, everyone describes it as warm. I, I postulate that film can do the same thing. Oh, absolutely. There's, there's like a you know like I wouldn't I wouldn't like like a clean crisp vivid thing of this. It would just look like a poorly made movie. But when it right when it has that bit of it looks worn in or, or it looks. I don't like know if, a sweater that's well loved. Yeah, I don't know if we've ever talked about it, but have you ever seen House of the Devil by Ty West? Yeah, that movie is a perfect, mm, interesting, perfect '80s film made in like 2005. Yep. Okay. Yeah. It's it's flawless. Like it has the grainy. Any shot on film, I'm pretty sure. Right. But it has the grainy. It doesn't feel. look like here's where we're gonna do the. It even has the same like quality of color it has like you know how in old movies they, they used to say right up front like proudly they're like color by color brothers <laughs> right, or like yeah, you know or whatever exactly. you know they'd be like this is and this is where we got the colors from yeah and there's a difference there when you watch the 70s and 80s films like the just the world looks different like all the technicolor stuff versus the stuff that was done by like Panacolor or whatever or yeah. <laughs> color bright usa yeah exactly yeah. the off brand yeah exactly <laughs> Um, <laughs> budget color wash. Budget color wash. Exactly. It was like color done by children with watercolors. <laughs> color done by Mrs. Landis's second grade class of 1972. <laughs> I got all the blue crayons. In memoriam, Timmy. In memoriam, Timmy. Those chemicals are fairly toxic. Right. Like, oh he should have worn gloves. Who we told the, him. Who let the kid in the fucking <laughs> processing room? He drank a. He's just he drinking. Drank a, he drank a whole liter he of a developing full liter fluid. Of de- <laughs> <laughs> well, Timmy was a stupid kid anyway. Oh yeah, we honestly. That's why that. That's why the third reel is all fucked up. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Timmy did a real shit job. We weren't gonna pay him. Now we don't have to because he's, he's dead. dead. <laughs> okay. All right, let's stop the film. I'm sorry, everyone. This is my fault. I'm a little hungover. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> I stayed up until two o'clock in the morning, getting drunk and watching. Uh, uh, Prime Evil. <laughs> oh my God! What oh yeah, there's a devil. Why cult. did you do there's that? There's a devil cult in a church, and there's a lot of boobies. <laughs> <laughs> there's a bunch of blood. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, speaking of speaking of blood. Yes. There we go. We're back. There it is. We're back in. My my first my second note is that's some cold shit, Mister Murder for Hire kid. <laughs> no kidding. Like right off. Right off Jump Street, man. Well, I, it, I, and of course, this is really... When you first watch the movie, when I first watched the movie, I, it started and I'm like, ah, here's the cliche, you know, the 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 young boy shining... The young the, black boy shining a rich white man's yeah. white man's shoes. 
but it becomes later the most important symbol in the entire film. So in a in an um, amazing way, this like sort of like cliche, yes, like it's very like run of the mill. And I'm like, ah, oh, well, we'll get through this like blatant thing, and, and then, then we'll, move on to the. But no, it comes mm-hmm. back, and it's so wonderfully used. But yep. yeah, when. He's like shining the guy's shoes, and I'm like, all right, we're watching the scene. And then a guy starts coming across the street, and I'm like, oh. I immediately was like, that's a hitman. Oh, yeah, yeah. They got a smell of or, around him. Yeah. It's like priests. He's, he's got the thin mustache with the hat, <laughs> and he's got that just look like either he's going to, if he really has to shit, or he's about to kill somebody. He's got a face yeah. like, he's got a face like nicotine wallpaper. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He looks like he he looks like he's not Jewish, knows no Jewish people, but speaks partly in Yiddish a lot of the yes. time. That's the hit, <laughs> That's the, the hitman thing, yeah. So he's walking across the street, and I'm like, ah, oh, here we go. It's a mm-hmm. hit. So I'm trying to figure out, you know, you start putting it together. Does a like, kid see the hit? So and then Caesar, maybe he's a okay. So he he sees that. Yeah, he sees the hit, and then he gr- clutches the dude's he's leg. He's part of the job. And you're like, I was, I'm like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. He's like. 15 years old 16 yeah, maybe and yeah. I'm, you know he grabs the dude's leg and i'm like oh shit yeah and then you know the it's and we should we should point out because it is an important distinction and will become important later this is a an italian it's a white italian hitman hitting another like kind of mobby guy yeah a so he gets whacked the kid runs you know it's it ends up being um get tommy yeah so tommy like runs away he gets the later the guy pays him yes and shows him his gun this is a it's a broomstick Mauser, um, which is the it was which is a weird, it's weird fucking like a ma- gun. It's like a magazine fed uh, pistol, right? Yeah, yeah. It's 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 Han Solo's gun. Oh yeah. So they they basically just put a little funnel on the end of a broomstick Mauser, and that's Han Solo's blaster. But it's a really not we're not gonna get gun nerdy, I promise, because right. it's not important. The only weird thing about it is a little important because. For movies of this time period, we just watched Chuck Turner. Yeah. That's a big fucking revolver is what that is. Yes. A lot of these movies, you got the Dirty Harry. The 70s is fascinated. Big fat with a revolver. Yeah, a yeah. giant big old gun that fits in your hand and you primarily a revolver. Yeah. For for this, this is a strange choice for a gun because the broomstick Mausers and the officer's pistol of the Nazi army. Yeah, I was going to say, it was the, in the Nazis. Yeah. So it's a, it is a, it's a clip-fed automatic pistol but or not a clip i'm sorry it's a ma- it's a magazine fed um automatic pistol where the magazine doesn't fit into the handle because it's an early design the magazine sits immediately in front of the the trigger guard so it's a really unique looking mm-hmm. gun it's very distinct there are other pistols of the time period like the luger um which is another nazi gun they could have used yep. which has that kind of spy feel to it and it's it's fe- uh the magazine fits into the handle there so like you could have used the luger it's a better design mm-hmm. it's not as but it's not as visually so interesting that this is the choice yeah it's yeah. not as visually striking especially because later in the film what what we're going to see happen to Tommy Gibbs is a sort of we'll get to it eventually and some of the conversation that i have plotted out ahead is going to be kind of uncomfortable sure fair well, the movie is kind of uncomfortable it is mo- oh my god the the mammy scene at the end is one of the most fucked up things uh, I've ever yes seen. it is but i think this gun becomes a a, a it, this is a particularly white gun very in, intrinsically tied to fascism italian mob yeah there you go and racism and when this guy flashes this gun this like as i said like distinct gun which has m- two really really harsh meanings intrinsically tied to it shows it to this little black kid and he becomes fascinated with it and we later see that becomes his gun yes. of choice yes it is 
which that's this is subtle stuff happening in a a, a 1973 like ah oh, we're having a yeah, good exactly. time now <laughs> like that's that's fairly intricate like symbol weaving in this movie that was really I would really agree completely. Um, it also doesn't match the cover art because he, he's, he's holding a 38 on the cover art and it's actually yeah I kept waiting for that that uh, never happens that pistol to show up nope never does it does not show it's just up. Drew Struzan got the wrong notes <laughs> well you know that's actually a famous note about James Bond he's always shown holding um, a long barreled Luger on the yeah. covers of because it looks like a spy gun but he, he has never never, never used carried one, one never touched one any it's film always the snub, the, the short it's, it's Walther it's, it's the PPK it's small right but everyone knows the iconic that, Sean the Connery with the ball. Luger yeah. yeah yeah oh yeah Sean Connery with his arms crossed yep. and there's a lady on his leg and a Luger in his hand and he never, <laughs> never fucking, fucking has one fun. yeah well you know album art or the cover art's its own thing. right exactly um speaking of the bit where he, the, the hitman shows Tommy his gun couldn't he have just put the money in his hand? Coulda. Do you remember how he reaches over and like, puts the money in his pocket with like his fingers? It's really gross. Yeah, this kind of I'm like. Here, let me give it this you're money touching here. real all by his groinal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the bird left immediately after that, but that's the only part she saw. She, first, yeah. she's she's like, oh, this is interesting. Yeah, she's like, wow, he just helped kill that guy. I'm like, yeah, yep. he did. Mm-hmm. And then she's like. Couldn't have given him the money in his hand, and then she went to work. So her two notes, I was like, well, there you go. Yeah, it is. (laughs) He's, boy, is he touching him a lot. Um, So this, the the next bit, so this is all Tommy's childhood. Mm -hmm. And we can blow through this because the interesting stuff comes after this. But really quick, there's there's a a Jarmish moment for me where it's B-roll. They're trying to get, you know, they're getting their opening montage and they're establishing place. But the, the... New York City that they're shooting, that squalid, like yeah. run down, broken bricks. It looks trash old when street. it's like not. It's still fairly new. That's the thing that, that that fascinates me about movies that are shot in New York in the '60s and '70s. Is like it, the New York is old, but it's not that old. So some buildings that are actually newer buildings look older old because yeah because they're slapping shit together to expand the city because it's booming during this yeah everything is like a uh, like a construction lego kit essentially yeah so even these new buildings that are only 5 10 15 years old look already like they're so much older than they are so it gets you in this weird like time lock of like what where century and where are we but you immediately sort of know well there's a um there's a bit in the movie or there's a there's a there's a feel to that movie and and movies like this mm-hmm. where you know you there's two ways to there's many ways but there's two primary ways you can shoot New York you can shoot the grandeur you can shoot New York Manhattan New York. And, and Times Square and all that yeah you can shoot the Frank Sinatra New York or you can shoot the James Brown New York right which is and this is a huge theme of this movie which is we're we are shown with like no no mincing of of terms and no confusion at all that the New York that that Tommy inhabits is like slummy, beaten down, oppressed by white people. Um, a lot of movies that take place in Harlem will mm-hmm. show like you know kids running around in the streets and like broken down cars and playing in fire hydrants and yeah like but. stacks of br- like we see later at the end of the movie we end we end up in like a partly demolished tenement building which is. You know what it is, well, but yeah. so like here, seeing that like dilapidated, rundown New York 
that's all like shitty and junky and hearing James, but he, but putting that James Brown under it and seeing mostly happy people sets a really distinct tone. It's the man who shot Liberty Valance effect. Yeah, yeah. Which is like, they're showing us the ba- the quote unquote bad, bad part, part of town, town, but everyone's everyone's it's have, lively. It's lively, and everyone seems to be more or less happy. Um, and violence, the violence is coming from outside. Yeah, influences and, for the most part. And when we move to a, a space that mm. is genuinely upsetting, or like like a, a we, it's when he when Tom Tommy gets payoff money to go give a cop, and he walks up the stairs of this tenement building, and there's like people crying, and the James Brown score is gone, and you suddenly you're like, ooh, this ooh. is really, and we find out that that is a whites only tenement building. So the first. We see a dilapidated space that's happy and lively because, and this is important, I'm bringing it up for a reason, because there's a community there. And then we see this weird, this another dilapidated mm-hmm. building, but it's like an alienated, sequestered off space where the most brutal racist <laughs> you've ever right. seen lives. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, so... I, my note is, well, this cop is fairly obviously a bad fellow. <laughs> <laughs> the moment that... Tommy opens the door. He's just like, neighbor, don't you know there's no neighbors allowed in this building, you dumb neighbor? And you're like, that's... Wow. You're just going... Three neighbors in a row. Three neighbors. even, like... Really? One <laughs> breath, three neighbors. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he, he goes out in the hall and he makes the payoff. And this is the, this is our, our supreme villain yes, of the piece. Yes, this is the, the uber villain. Yeah, this is, the, this is the, the moment that will shape... Tommy's life yeah. and haunt him until the haunting ending of this movie. Jesus. But yeah, so the, the he pays off the cop and the cop's like, "Listen, neighbor, this <laughs> <laughs> you're fifty bucks short. Did you neighbor steal my neighbor money?" And you're like, "You don't even. You don't. You're not even saying it right anymore. <laughs> right. You're, <laughs> you're saying just, it to say it. You're saying it to say it." And he's pretty obviously Irish too. Right, so yeah. we're, like, we're like, we're playing with all kinds of racial stereotypes. Yeah, <laughs> but he chases him down the stairs. And then he he's like he pulls a knife or pulls a switchblade switch out of blade, Tommy's yeah. pocket and he's like he's like I could put you away for life for this and you're like could you mm. maybe and then he steals the money from Tommy and Tommy Tommy rebels so this is the this is an, the first moment where like Tommy is like running up against because we've seen him working in conjunction with like right. criminal white people but now he's like he's fuck you back. man yeah. and he pushes him and then this cop beats the with his gun out of him with his gun yeah. yeah he breaks his leg with something though but it's it's what is he I've, it's like a pipe or it's a, a pipe baton or a, yeah some some sort of heavy a blunt object of sorts yeah so he but no this is a fuck dude beats the shit out he of him he beats yeah he beats Tommy really really badly and he breaks his um thigh bone mm-hmm. like his what's femur. it called? your femur he yeah. breaks his femur the which is the biggest bone in your body that's a hard yeah. hard bone to break so Maybe Tommy's got some kind of bone disease. Right. <laughs> I don't know, but like this cop breaks his femur, which is a brutal injury, and I th- I liked that touch because that's a long recovery. That's yeah. a unless I'm misremembering. I think he breaks it uh, his high, the high part of I his leg. So, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So because Tommy's in a full leg cast, then we get a, a bit of. A bit of a like a quick little transitional scene where Tommy Tommy's in laid the up. hospital, yeah. Yeah, and the doiky kid comes oh in God. with his with his thick yeah, glasses, like smarts and well, stuff. Tommy, what happened? Oh gosh! It is very yeah. It's a bit obvious for me, you it's know. Like, I got you. Eh. With the pushing the glasses, and he's up. like, 
hey man, why aren't you out playing with other kids? And he's like, Carl, I just like my books so much. And <laughs> right, all, I like my learning I'm, and my numbers. I love numbers and I love books and I know so much stuff. I'm so great. Smart. You're my accountant. Yeah, and he's like, <laughs> he's like, listen, man. I'm going to go away for a while. And when I come out, you're going to run my books. And he's like, sure, I'll dedicate my whole life, life to, to a you, casual yeah. <laughs> thing that you said right before you went into prison. Sure. Sure. I'll do that. Sounds Anything great. you say, Tommy. Which which pays off for him in the long run. It does. And the other thing. By getting shot in the top of the head. Hold on. Spoilers. Hi. What's up? Are you just standing and moving around? I'm just stretching. Okay. Okay. I was like nervous. Yeah, I was like, Danielle's gonna run. She's got that. She's got that. I'm gonna. This is her. That's her resting position. Is like arms full out. All right, I'm gonna do it too. In wing back mode. Um, but yeah. So he. It's interesting that this kid is so willing to help Tommy because it shows. It does establish like a longer friendship. Mm -hmm. It's not just literally like like hey, I just met you and like hey, this nerd kid like yeah, they've known each other. But also, it's it shows depth of loyalty. And one thing we'll see again and again and again in this movie is the people in Tommy's world and the people in in Harlem. Is in, it loyalty or more that they just don't know any better or that's like the only thing available or some other things going on than loyalty, I think. I think, okay, I that's fair. The way that I read it is Tommy is able to command for a long time. Mm-hmm. He eventually loses it, all of it, in yeah. a devastating fashion. But for most of the movie... Tommy's able to to drum up and command an enormous amount of loyalty, even in the face of like what would appear to be certain death. Like, for example, when he like his small crew and they don't even have speaking lines. It's Mm -hmm. just their actions that show this. But like that small crew later on that will basically wipe out the Italian mob and like hit all of these made men which would all, and then later yeah li- like li- yeah, the later dinner party in scene, the, yeah when he he, hi- he Tommy's has a, in the room with all of like like mob bosses essentially yeah and it's telling them after, what is going to happen after killing an entire mob family yeah he wipes out an entire mob family which is like the most audacious fucking thing he could could have done and you don't do that without loyalty and I I will support this later with evident when we get to one of my mm-hmm. favorite scenes um, but I think um, I think it's community. I think the loyalty is based out of a sense of we're all together with our backs against the wall and the rest of the world in mm-hmm. front of us. And if we don't stick together, we're fucked. Right. You know, it, there's that com- there's a camaraderie where it's like we're all. Like, and Tommy's the one that has the the uh, ability to to lead or have the ideas or to to gather that sort of yeah, yeah it, it's like that. the full the full italian phrase for the mafia means this thing of ours right there's a big feel feeling of that which is like look we're we're cutting out a piece of our own turf like yeah so we'll skip ahead sure he kills cuz there once we get to the discussion I'm just gonna like, but I, and yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah, I, I don't want to say that it's the scenes from the end of the movie until we yeah, get there because yeah, yeah, they're yeah. so heavy. But um, like he he basically kills a guy the mafia once killed, and he pops into the mob boss he's guy. Like, hey, he's like, hey, I, that thing for you. I killed that guy. And the, how you doing? Yeah. And that, is that the one where they both sit with their face not facing the? No, the okay. first meeting is when they're face to face, and he dumps the ear in his spaghetti. Oh right, his yes. Spaghetti. And the guy's like, what in the? fuck are you doing <laughs> why are you, why are you here this? and why do you have an ear in my spaghetti you put an ear in my spaghetti now i gotta just get rid of this i'm gonna get a plate of capicola and some 
And you better not put no fucking ears and nose. <laughs> you better only have just, the one ear. Just like the Irish guys are kind of stereotypical, the Italians, oh, the Italians are hugely stereotypical. Oh my god. Yeah. So I'm gonna run through. None of these are the N word, but I'm gonna run you through some of the racial slurs that that mob boss says in his first meeting with Tommy. Are you ready? He calls Tommy Shadow, Dink, Darky, Jig, Spook. Coon and Jungle Bunny seven, seven different racial slurs in their first meeting, Jesus their first Christ. conversation. This yeah, I was watching them like, geez, he's a, and another one, and another one, and another one, and another one, and another one. Fuck me. <laughs> this is my exact note, man. This this is a motherfucker of a brackets spook movie brackets coon. This guy is brackets jungle bunny going for it because i wanted to oh yeah i didn't want to miss them and he was hitting them so frequently you couldn't even finish I couldn't your finish notes. my note i was like oh my god fuck and this is not the only time he's gonna do this this exact same guy will later uh in the scene you were second, referring right. to when they sit side by side he's gonna he does the same thing and you notice in that scene that tommy picks that vernacular up towards himself yes he does so like this this is a movie um, which is why, is why we had the conversation at yes. the beginning. This is a movie that leans very heavily into race relations between mm-hmm. blacks and whites and uses pejoratives as uh, as a tool, as a as a color on that canvas. Yeah, and it's a predominant. Co- it's a it's most of the canvas is that color, man. Because you can tell who the people that. Are going to become enemies are because because they of just, how they yeah they immediately lean into like go the, into that yeah heavy usage. Um, so I have a no. I to be fair, we were going to do this last week, but you were hungover then. And yeah, I'm hungover today. So <laughs> I, I some of these notes I don't know, but I do you remember the the montage where they show him? Oh, the the mafia where he's hitting people. He's hitting people for the mob and kind yeah. of working his way up. And he's doing the machine world. gun thing in front of a black screen. Yeah, I I have a note about that. He's he's you know like quote unquote gangster firing a machine gun. You know how there's the yeah. stereotype that that gangsters the sideways shooters they, they shoot the sideways shoot. Several people in this movie shoot, shoot a Tommy gun on its side completely, and yep. there's no need for that and no accuracy actually. Why doing are you it that doing way. that? Yeah. You're your recoil and you're and you're ejecting shells like straight up straight in front up of into your, your no, face. Wait, uh, or is it there's straight? a right side port, so they'll be shooting the shells straight into the ground, right. which I guess is. I a guess good that's thing. okay. But why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? He's shooting from the hip with the gun absolutely on its side, like almost upside down. Mm-hmm. He's almost shooting so that. Why are like, you, you, you shooting <laughs> that way? Are you trying to trying to miss people? <laughs> you trying to not shoot people? Guys, look, I really don't. Want to be a killer? I was just like, <laughs> so like lazy shooting. <laughs> yeah, there's some guys over there. I probably. <laughs> I missed them. Uh, God damn it! Bullets. I miss every time. I miss every, every time. time, except when he has the world's most powerful shotgun. That. <laughs> well, to be fair, it could have been shooting slugs. That makes the truck explode like a bazooka mm-hmm. hit it. There, there are rounds for that. Yeah, he had one of those rocket shotguns. <laughs> <laughs> it's an awesome it's, '70s trope, a, though, where it's like, "Quick, shoot out the shoot the shoot gas the tank!" And this whole fucking truck explodes. And it's a car that runs on dynamite. Exactly. <laughs> like, dynamite whoa, whoa. powered. Vehicles. I'm so glad we don't Tend live in explode when you shoot them. the old Chevy D10s. Those dynamite <laughs> trucks. <laughs> tell you. Yeah, that is a weird logic because the engine wouldn't. Ex- you'd have to like the gas tank is the thing that would be, be explode. So. Like, you're 
your brain is telling you that a, that a bullet striking an engine block will make it explode. Where there's no, no, no. That doesn't. Um, well, they proved on on uh, MythBusters that shooting a gas tank doesn't. That make doesn't it happen either. either. Yeah. Someone had a good point. Someone someone online was talking about this in some uh, like an action movie forum that I was on, and they were they were saying, think about it. If cars were easy to make blow up. There would be no cars. Right. <laughs> like all car manufacturers would have been sued out of existence. Seriously, Does though. Does anyone remember the Ford Pinto? Where mm-hmm. if you like bumped into the back of it, it actually, it actually did blow would explode, up. Yeah. There's a reason there's no Ford Pintos anymore. <laughs> exactly. They're all blown up. <laughs> They're all blown up. Exactly. It's like, yeah, here I'll just I'll just shoot one cheap, easy to get gun and bullet at this <laughs> car and it explodes and into like the biggest fireball ever. And you know, there's like the action crowd who are yep. like, Yeah, 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 that would happen. And then you're like <laughs> Mm, no. Remember how Chevy's still around and not, not sued into sued, oblivion? Yes. It's because cars don't blow up so good. <laughs> you have to have a thing that it blows up to make them blow up, like right. a bomb under it. If you, yeah, that will make a car. If you blow put up. a blowy uppy thing on a car, on a car, it's gonna blow up. And you know uppy. what? Fun, fun <laughs> side note: you put a blowy uppy thing under anything, it'll blow it'll blow, uppy. It'll blow up. So, uh, like a house. But for if I shoot a plant, it's not going to explode. Not going to blow up. But if you put an exploder on a plant, it'll it ex- fucking explode. It blowsies up. It sure does. <laughs> uh, but also this truck, yeah. This yeah, it's a very explosive truck. If you shoot that particular truck with a shotgun right into the thing, it blows the it fuck fucking up. sky high. <laughs> I think I actually said, whoa. Uh, so. <laughs> just, just a whoa. Whoa. Um. So in that montage, we get more evidence mm-hmm. of what uh, we get some overt evidence of the the tack that film is taking. Tommy's just fucking killing people. He doesn't care at no. all. So he doesn't have much of a moral compass either. In the whole film, no, no, he's not the bad guy you kind of root for or like. But the the bad guys are so fucking this is horrible very, that you do. This is very much a sister film to the film we're going to do next week, The mm-hmm. Mac, where we get a. We get a meteoric rise and then a flip, and your yeah. hero becomes your villain. Yeah. So this happens very powerfully here. But there's a there's a moment where Tommy is shaking hands. He's starting to build a crew. Yes. So he's like, and a pretty effective crew at that. Yeah, yeah. They're they're a well oiled machine. They accomplish some pretty stunning stuff. Interesting side note on that. Yes. This is a white writer director, and uh-huh. they shot a lot of this movie in Harlem. Mm-hmm. A lot of the crew. The uh, Tommy's crew are locals. There was incidents when they first started filming, where like the locals were uh, not necessarily gang members, but the little more rough, rougher, were threatening to like to do things like, unless it like oh, you need to pay us money to do this. You're in our hood. Like we're not gonna let some fucking white director in here. So he's fucking. So with instead of paying them, it's like how about I put you in this movie instead? And they were like awesome. They're like okay, good. Yeah. Would what? that be all right? Is that okay? <laughs> That's <laughs> like, so sweet. So he's like, no, yeah, I totally understand. This is your turn. Like, I get it. Do you want to just be in the movie then? There's a no- so a lot of the the ancillary characters and like the gang members are actual like there's a residents. There's a similar bit of film film lore ish type stuff mm-hmm. from I think I think the movie is good. I think it's Goodfellas. Where a lot of the, I think it's Goodfellas, it's a mob movie, right. but uh, of the cars that they're driving around in are real mobsters' cars. Yeah. And a lot of like the like ancillary mob people who are hanging out are actually, I think are, that is Goodfellas. I think it's yeah. Goodfellas, yeah. A lot of them are like actual mobsters. Hey, can we be in a fucking movie? There's one guy, I can't remember which actor it is. If we ever do Goodfellas, we'll, I'll, we'll do the deep dive. But there's one of the speaking characters who has like a lot of part. 
who has a meteor role is a real mobster and after he did this movie he launched his film career that's amazing <laughs> so there's a there's a moment in the montage where um tommy shakes a dude's hand and they do like a cool like a not it's not a white not a white businessman's handshake right they do the hand flippy doopy do, dop yep. yeah they do they do a like a it's you know there's the there's like the the, the gang quote-unquote gangster handshake or whatever but really it's more of like a Familial handshake Mm -hmm. Because if you think about it Like having a unique handshake With somebody Is It's like a communal thing It's a community thing It's an intimate thing Like you need to know someone There's a connection There that's being made Yeah it's not just that Like cold casual Like this is a thing we do Where we touch our hands together It's like I know you And this is what we do When we shake hands And that But the backdrop of that handshake Is a garbage can It's like an I think it's actually a dumpster But they do it in front of like a mountain of garbage So Tommy's like in furs At this point He's like starting to like like, He's accumulating the wealth He's dressing up And he does this like This kind of like you know this The handshake of the community This like intimate handshake with this guy This like family handshake And your your symbol of like how the community is not benefiting at all From his rise It's in front of all this garbage It's right in front of the, the fucking garbage Yeah Um I don't know what that note means anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he he basically becomes all but a made man. He can't be a made man because he's not Italian. Right. That's the mafia rule. Right. You can't. You can only be like an associate. You know. You can. You can work with the. But mob. he takes the, their territory. He and does. He runs it. He gets a he gets a cut from him mm-hmm. from the Italian guy who called him all the bad names. Yes. He's basically like, look, here's what I want. I want. This a block this street to this street. I want that. And the guy's like, "Why would you want that? It's shit." It's and like, he's like, "Well, then what do you want it for? Just give it to me, yep. and I'll work for you, and I'll take care of it, and I know how to speak to the community, and you don't have to worry about it." Right. So then we learn that his plan with his like Poindextry buddy has been to like get this shitty part of town and accumulate a bunch of money and get like a like a crimey business going of some sort. Mm-hmm. He basically wants to start his own. Crime family Yes exactly kinda. So And his Poindexter buddy Did in fact Become like an awesome lawyer Yes he did Like <laughs> successful on his own Yeah Without he, the The criminal Right so he's He's trying to legitimize All of um, Tommy's holdings and stuff And you get this He is our He's our character Who lets us into He's he's our counterpoint to Tommy Because yeah. he's always like Alright well We got all this money Let's, should we build that rec center now? And Tommy's yeah. always like, yeah, 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 yeah. But now it's not like a real good time, <laughs> right? Because exactly. I gotta get, I gotta go shoot more people. I gotta and, and buy I, more things, right? Yeah, I gotta buy. I just bought like twenty houses and for myself. Fuck, that's a lot. and that's a lot of houses. But we're gonna get more money. Don't you worry. Yeah, and his exactly. buddy's like, well, like, okay, Tommy. The kids need a basketball court. Yeah, it's a lot of that where it's yeah. like. So hey, what are we gonna do? we're gonna fix up that fix school. Up that and Tommy's like, right? yeah, yeah, but I gotta buy a new jacket instead, though. Yep. But we're gonna, we're gonna. Yeah. I've got to buy my my old attorney's apartment from him. That is an awesome scene. <laughs> yeah. Um. So he, I think it's really interesting that the first thing he does, because he's a he's a fucking killer. Mm-hmm. He that montage, he will side machine gun you out of the world when he can hit you with it. Yes. But he buys the first thing he does is. By the cop who broke his leg The guy who like sent him To prison for most of his Like adolescence and early adult life 
sent him to prison for a, a big old yep. stretch and crippled him so that he walks with a limp. The first thing he does is set up a huge stock like portfolio a, yeah. for him so that he so he's like, what does he say? There's a great line. I didn't write it down, but he says he basically says like, uh, like you you took away my childhood and now I'm going to put your child through college. Yes. Or something like the line is akin to that. Mm-hmm. And you can see the Irish cop. The, the tension in that scene is amazing. Partly performance, but it's partly just the. He buys them more with blackmail because he has the books that are incriminating, right? The, right. The ledgers and all. That's that how he that forces show. him to. Exactly. He he has the ledgers and knows and shows him that he has the ledgers. You know, he's like, I've been leave him out. Yeah, leave him out. I, I want him to, to see him. him. So he comes in, and the cops like, you know, he comes in with this air of like, "Fuck you! I'm not gonna work with you. I'm a. I'm Why a, would I work with you, neighbors? Yeah, you. <laughs> he just walks in the door. And he's just like, neighbor, neighbor, neighbor. <laughs> and you're just like this guy again. He's singing the neighbor song. Singing the dude. Fuck you can't him. sing the neighbor song. He's look at Tommy's right there. <laughs> he, he's a, a man of color. This is very offensive to him. And the guy, <laughs> the guy's just like, "Hey neighbor," and you're like, "Come on, it. dude, dude, look, the books are on the table." You yeah. fuck. But his tone immediately changes. Changes. Yeah, he comes in like he's not fucking happy about it. No, obviously, no, no, because the lawyer is like. Well, we've built you a big old stock portfolio. It's well diversified, and here's a bunch of money in here, and you're going to be so rich. And the cop, even at that point, is like, fuck, I'm not fucking. And then he sees the books, yeah, and he's, he's like, like, shit. Fuck. Yep, you're and in Tommy's world now, but The tension's so cool, because you can tell he wants the money, mm-hmm. but, but he doesn't want it that way. It tastes like shit going yep. down. He wants God, the money, so but it's... it's horrible. Yeah, it's really, really... It's a cool scene, and... You know, it's weird. Tommy, Tommy's a, a really interesting character because Tommy Gibbs can kill you. He's we've seen that mm-hmm. he kills, but he kills to gain money and power, and then he uses power to take revenge. Yeah. He doesn't care if you're alive or dead. No, that's. that's- not- it doesn't matter one way or the other. Yeah, the 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 like what- there are no real connections. What he him. wants you to, what he wants to do to you, is make and you being like people he feels enmity towards. It's amazing. He wants you to feel utterly helpless to stop him from doing stuff. Yes, and also at the same time using you to give him more things. Yeah, like not only do you feel useless and helpless because you can't do anything to stop what he's doing, but you are a cog in the wheel that is driving his fucking cart to market like yeah oh yeah exactly like y- y- against your will you are furthering yep. his his wealth and power it's there's an the next scene is an awesome example because okay cop who, f- who fucked his life up and crippled him and sent him to prison he he's now in Tommy's he, pocket he appears yeah. to be doing this cop a favor if you think about it like if on the surface he gives the cop a huge bunch of money a bunch of money and that yeah. is <laughs> sweet revenge because the cop has no choice he has removed agency is a great word he has removed the police officer's agency yeah. completely and he's like Fuck. he even the cop come even comes over and is like i just want you to know neighbor i'm gonna be real watching you and getting you you make me so mad <laughs> oh, and tommy tommy even like reaches for his gun at one point because the guy's like makes a sudden move like there, the, it's, it's interesting that he doesn't ever get complete control of the cop until the very end of the movie but he he gets a little revenge. He's like, "Here's a bunch of money. You you have no choice but to take yeah, it." Exactly. And that is his revenge. Is he's he's forced the cop's hand. Next thing we see, I love this scene. 
they go to the lawyer's house and the lawyer's like <laughs> I love it. He's like in this beautiful apartment. And his wife that's all fucking cracked out on okay. something. The, the, here drunk. Is, she's a drunk. Here is my note. The lawyer's wife's lips are fucked. Oh dude, I don't Those... need to do what she's doing. <laughs> it's like Duck lips. Daniel, did you see this part of the movie? No, she never, I didn't. She never met Lori's no, I wife. Saw, I saw the end. I can't remember where it... I oh my god, it. imagine lips if they're like... Here. I can't even... This we is don't the have best a video way, element. God damn it. This is the best way I can, imagine, I can describe There's two ways you could describe it. One, if you took an, a long earthworm and cut it in half and then glued it onto someone's lips, her she got earthworm lips going, or... Ew. Or... There was like a 900-year-old woman, right? <laughs> and she's been holding on, and she finally dies. And the doctor's like, quick, get her lips off. <laughs> and they chopped her lips off, and they're like, now we can do this life-saving lip transplant onto this young, vaguely attractive woman. <laughs> and they stick this 900-year-old lady's lips on this young woman, and they don't quite take. They don't quite and take. And they're kind of rejecting. <laughs> You're almost rejecting. <laughs> I know it's cruel. A cruel thing to say, but dude, her lips are so fucked. Fuck. I, was, I, I, need to, I need to look this up on the interwebs. Fuck, dude. It was haunting, man. Hi, do you want to fuck me? <laughs> like she comes her. in and she's like, Behenny. Behenny. It's almost like from Don't in, you see that, honey? Maybe you should. Almost like in Living Color, <laughs> the character that's the. the um, the the Victoria secretions uh, almost like the the Victoria. I've never seen in oh, Living Color. Fuck, man. Is it good? Worth watching? It's a it's a like a sketch comedy show by the Wayans brothers. Oh, the, where Jim Carrey got his start. Fire oh. Marshal Bill, all that. Oh, uh, I've seen Fire Marshal Bill. Yeah, I know the fly the fly girls. No, nope. So Boy, watch you some in Living Color, bro. <laughs> so. Tommy, Tommy and the lawyer are hanging out, and the lawyer's like, "Ah, we just we hey, just, good job on that. Cheers. Ah. We just did that thing that you wanted me to do." Tommy's like, "I'm gonna give you this money." Well, he goes, <laughs> he goes, yeah, "I've always, I've always wanted a, a place like this, digs like this. I always yeah. wanted digs like this. Yeah, and it's, I imagine something just like this. That's why I'm uh, gonna buy it." Yep. And the guy's like, "We're not selling." He's like, "Yeah, yeah you, you are." are. And leave all your shit in the closets. Well, he gives him the check, and the lawyer's like, "Is that yeah, her? Yeah, that's her. That's mm-hmm. her. Yeah, those are the lips. Aren't they wretched? <laughs> <just so laughs> you mean, should see them in motion, though. Yeah, honey. when that's they're, not, I've seen worse. No, but they're not great. You're looking at a still photograph yeah. of them together when they move. When they're mo- apart and moving, yeah, they're yeah, real yeah. earthwormy. Right. And then, <laughs> when they move in, earthwormy. When, there's, they, when, when they're they like, separate and when have it's to like, like they're they're independently it's articulated. Very, like uh, each lip has ten muscles, and they. Oh move in no! It's like each it. lip. <laughs> Has ten fish hooks in it with the individual fishing line, and there are marionettes yes. that are operating her lips. Yes, yes, yes. That is exa- like, but the cinnabites are and, off, and not just two fish hooks. But you're no, right, yeah. like five per lip, yep. and no, none of the other people know what the other people are no, doing. No, they don't. They so all, all have different. Like, they have different, different scripts. scripts. <laughs> it's. I'm not kidding. It's fucked up. It's weird. It's like a horror movie moment where you're just like. <laughs> What's funny is people Dude. people watch this movie and be like, oh, they're kind of weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, hyperbole is hyperbole something we is do that. very well on yes. this show. People are gonna watch this and be like, those aren't even I like mean, the top like, ten. Worst it looks like she had a seen. bad. She had a. She she's it's, suffering from botulism she, and will too, die soon. Yeah, too recently did the Botox thing. Like that's yeah. these aren't even that terrible. But then she's gonna talk and they're right. gonna be like, oh my god. <laughs> 
can't find too many of pictures or too uh, many pictures of her when she was in the movie other than that still I will, that I just saw. There's probably a meme somewhere that's just a close-up of her lips. <laughs> or like a gif of the first <laughs> thing not, she says. Or, or if there hey, isn't, there me. will be. Yeah, very, her, very short. Her termer. <laughs> no, there are pictures of her in real life and she's beautiful. Yeah, in real life though. I in think this in movie, this movie she was probably drunk. Right. She had... What she did is she fell asleep outside with a towel over her face with just her lips exposed. <laughs> and she let got bees sting them. Fifth degree burns, and they were covered in honey. Yeah. So she was fifth degree sunburn with wasps. Oh fuck! That ate her lips off, and then they had to transplant, the, the transplant a nine hundred year old woman's lips. So anyway, he gives. <laughs> he gives the lawyer the check. the check And the lawyer's like I don't know this. Well even the lawyer's like This is so much fucking money But he's like but I, I, don't need I this. can't And I the wife yeah. comes over And she's like We can have our things out by tomorrow Bye Felicia well, I'm moving out <laughs> Well I love her line Because her line Informs Tommy's line Because mm-hmm. she goes mm, We can be packed by tomorrow And Tommy's like Nah just leave your shit in the closets Yep ah, God that's so fucking great I love that. I love it. I love it. I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Because it's it's like it's the the, the it's Tommy being it's, the most. I mean, they don't have a choice. It's exactly what we talked about. It's yeah. like, well, what else are you gonna do? It's it, it's <laughs> like it's, you're leaving and you're leaving with all your shit in the closet. And then he rips the fucking fur off of her. That is and he amazing. doesn't even care that he keeps it. He throws all of their shit onto the street. Not all of them, just the furs. No, the furs, right? Which I think I'm not sure. I think there's something there. I think there is a symbolism there. There's something going on because he throw he only throws the furs. He goes out on the balcony after he's bought mm-hmm. their house and all their belongings and throws all of her furs in over the balcony, just like mm-hmm. off the street. Um, but there's another moment in between those two where or what you were saying, it is the him buying all their belongings is that turn of turning of the screw because we've yeah. seen a lot like I like your house. I'm gonna buy it. That is one level of like fucked up. Yeah, power like, and assertion control. of power. Yeah. Where it's like, oh my god, he just bought our house out from under us. Well, I guess we'll get our. And he did give him the money for it, so I mean, it's not yeah. like he just got kicked out. But I guess still, we'll just, it's like there's there's an added level of humiliation. Yes, where he's like, now nah, I'm buying all of your things too. Mm-hmm. Here's a bunch of money. It's like if get your out. dog is outside and poops in the exact right place, and you still rub its face in it. Kind of. And for me, here's what it's more like, which is, it's not actually not like something. I think it's the mechanics of how his revenge or, her, or his weird like um, power trip or rebellion or it's it's basically him getting just in at wreaking blind vengeance mm-hmm. on white people. Yeah, because he's we're gonna see him do this again and again, and eventually we'll see him do it to a a, a black person who used to work for him. That's right. That's when he. That's when he starts to fall. That's when yeah. he fucks up. But um, it's here's a bunch of money, and in return for a bunch of money, I'm gonna take something that has real value. He gives the cop. He's, he gives the Irish cop. He's like, here's a bunch of money, and now all of what you believe, his racist beliefs, all of your beliefs, are compromised. Right. And then he's like, hey, he, you're walking out in the street with a check for a bunch of money, but guess what? I just took everything. Everything else. you own. Yeah. You don't have a house anymore. You don't have. Remember that picture that you like so much that you took. For, that's mine now. Yep. Remember that. Yeah, he bag? even picks up the the the, the photo off the, yeah. the end table, looks at it, and turns it over. Like that's probably the wedding photo or a, a, something that mattered to them. Right. It's framed. It's in their living think room. Think about like this. All of that is gone. Think about like the psychological, the the massive psychological trauma of that, which is like 
it, little stuff like well this, these are the plates we've eaten off of for 10 years and he, these are this this is the silverware that feels right in your hand and tomorrow you're going to be eating off of different cardboard probably well, different plate yeah in like a week the temporary or a month shit, yeah. it's different plates and the, this silverware doesn't feel quite right and this bed is new and these sheets don't smell and this like this person ours. is actually living in my he, house he took everything from them and they had no choice that is insane and he was and the lawyer it was working with tommy not an enemy not at all this an is enemy. like he what, helped tommy accomplish his yes. goals and then he literally bought the the, the buying of all of their possessions and mm-hmm. clothes is it's important, amazing it's important to note too that it's their maid is tommy's, tommy's mother so, so there's a reason why yeah right he so but at, at this point we don't know that we're only seeing that happen we don't realize there's an until added, she wakes him up the next morning right that, don't, i don't want to go too far though okay, because there's, okay. there's a line where the lawyer is like the lawyer is kind of pissed he's gonna he's gonna do it because right. his as his wife says you better not try to honey. You better let go before you get hurt. Bees hurt. <laughs> but anyway, he he turns to Tommy and he goes, "Why do you want all our belongings?" And I wrote down the whole quote. Mm-hmm. He goes, "Tommy goes, I grew up wearing your I grew up wearing your clothes, yes. Mister. Everything you wore out got dirty or outgrew. I even ate your leftovers." That's his line. Yeah. And then. My next line, my next note is, ah, her lips, because the wife must have walked back into the room. <laughs> but, like, think about that, man. I grew up wearing your clothes, mister. Everything you wore out, got dirty or outgrew. I even ate your leftovers. Mm-hmm. The hand-me-downs and leftover food. It is very much, the whole movie is very much like a, I came from nothing. And now that I am somewhere, I'm going to step on, I'm going to step on you the way you stepped on me. Even though you didn't personally right. do any of that right it's like the, it's that it's it is the ultimate chip on your shoulder mm-hmm. which is like i grew up in harlem man i only ever had secondhand clothes the stuff that white people cast now i'm gonna off. take all of your clothes yeah and i think it's important that i think this might be the moment one second i'm gonna sneeze bless you. there it is all right um <laughs> this bless thing. you thank you <laughs> So nice. Hail Satan. Um, but that is this is the moment where Tommy. I'm I'm gonna I'll I'll, I'll put it out now because the rest of the movie is gonna be a progression mm-hmm. towards my theme, my gotcha. particular watching of it. This is the moment where Tommy starts to quote unquote become uh, capital W white. Mm-hmm. He, we've seen him do things before to benefit his community. Like when he pays off the Irish cop, that is one to take away agency from right. the white cop, but also to keep that cop out of out of his neighborhood yeah. and from harassing people in his neighborhood. When he buys the lawyer's house, he removes agency from the lawyer and his wife, but he also buys his mom a house. Yes, so he's which like, she doesn't want. She does not there react is some, well to this. There is some amazing lines when his mom wakes him up. Mm-hmm. I'm a maid, Tommy. You just never understood that. Fuck. But so he does that to benefit. You know, an- yeah, another uh, either family member or close intimate relation or his community. But this is also the moment where he starts to like let the spite out, where he's like he where he states his intent, where he's yeah. like, "Look, man, you walked all over me. Now I'm gonna walk all over you." But it's like, no, this is what this is about, right? So, but what he's doing here is he's doing in an exaggerated, hyperbolic way. He's doing exactly. 
what his what the the oppressive white man did to him, did to him. growing up. So he's starting to kind of walk, walk a dangerous line. By the end of the movie, he's no, he's gone so far afield. It's he's like completely over. But um, so I wrote, I which wrote is down, a trope of these kind of movies, anyways. Whether it's Goodfellas or this or any sort of rise to power movie, it's like it's that power hungry nature where it's like you cannot stop once you right. get to a certain point. You could he could live the rest of his life and retire happy on an island somewhere if you know where that breaking point is before you start pissing the wrong person off or or or, or shitting in someone's pool. You know, it's like but I think in in the criminal world, you're kind of doomed to fail anyways. There's there's always a ticking clock. What's the movie there's a there's a movie I'm thinking of. The quote is you either die a hero or it's Batman. Batman. You yeah. either die or a hero long, or live long, long enough to see, see yourself become, become the, the villain. villain. Yeah. This movie and the Mac are exactly that. exactly that yeah. exactly that and there's I I would add on there's also a, well so is uh, Tommy uh, not Tommy um she, Goodfellas is the same sort of thing yeah the with he, uh, Henry Hill I think the another another way of putting it for this is if you fight against something you hate long enough eventually you, you become, become the that thing which you yeah hate. that's a very that's um, an old 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 well that's the reason because we're humans and that's sort of <laughs> yeah, it's that's a, what we do. This is it's a human it's a human folly. Yeah, you know. Um, so I wrote down. It's interesting. He took a worn out, used up part of the city from the Italians too. Um, and we talked about it a little bit at the beginning. And I think it's kind of a, a recurring trope of black exploitation in general, which is even if you even if what you have is just like a scraggly block that has no businesses and busted up windows. It is yours. It's yours. And you defend it and love it and like cherish it and nurture it. And once you lose that connection to that place, like once you move, because a lot of the movie where what we've seen him is we've seen him in the streets. Mm-hmm. We've seen him on street level. We've seen him doing business on like ground floors. I don't know how intentional all this is, but it's just something I noticed. A lot of Tommy's life is out in the open on the streets and in like, the lower levels of stuff and then he buys this white lawyer's apartment yeah and he's way up in the yeah there's a there's a psychological disorder that only happens to people who live in skyscrapers where they they, stop looking as people as people they're more like ants yeah they they like dissociate themselves from the rest of the world because they're so far above it that's what that i mean this is this is a moment where tommy has now ascended he is if you think about what he physically did is he removed himself from the streets. Oh, completely. And he bought a white man's apartment. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and all of the shit, and all that of the they shit own. that they own. Oh, right. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. There's it's literally putting his skin on. Um, so he the, literally in a way that those literally that kind of metaphorically, kind of right. <laughs> literally metaphorically, there's a, there's a thread in there between the two somewhere. So he wakes up the next morning <laughs> <laughs> he wakes up the next morning, um, and his this the we don't know it's his mom right away, right. but his his mother is the maid, and she comes in and she's like, it's, "Oh, good morning, Mister." Like it is, it's a little bit, but it's not like it is. Kind, it's a tinge of that. Wow, good morning, Mister. Like there's that a, thing. There's a note of Massa in there. Yeah, where yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. Well, I'm gonna get you your juice like I always do. Yeah, Here you go. Juice, You'll yeah. come on now. I've got raised your shades, and oh, we better clean this. There's a feel of that. Yep. And then. Tommy throws the which is always very uncomfortable. Yeah, for me. I don't know. Well, it's it is, it is especially uncomfortable because the movie makes it so right That's, on yeah, purpose. On purpose. Yeah, yeah it's like Quentin is, Tarantino doing it is um, it's 
very uncomfortable and intentionally so. Yeah, yeah. This the the I I it, her performance is really good. Yeah, I think she's fantastic. A lot of people in this movie, a lot of the actors in this are very like. I mean, I'm an. Hey, I'm playing an Italian in a right, 70s movie. Yeah. You can't do this to me, neighbor. Right. And then, you know, even Tommy Gibbs is kind of like, look at me, man. My hands are shaking. Yeah. Oh, it's a little. I, I ain't never done this before. Like it's yeah. he plays really cool. Like everyone's playing a character, and they're all delightful characters. Yes. Like that's part of the fun of these movies. But shit, like no one, no one told Tommy's mom. <laughs> no one told Tommy's mom. Yeah, she's that she's like, in the Expendables. She's like, so, yeah, exactly. <laughs> she's Mickey Rourke in it, man. Yep. So she's like, she's, she's oh my god, she, her her moment here is awesome. But she she gives she sets the juice down, and he throws the covers back and takes. Hey, a, mom. Right, takes a sip of the juice and sets it down, and then he kicks his leg out. And I wrote, that juice is gonna spill, man. <laughs> Like did, you can't just leave tomato juice on a bed like fuck, that, dude. He's in like a it's like white down comforter, and the juice slides all the way down the tray, hits the edge, and the glass tips up and falls back down. I was like, fuck. fuck. I hope there was no dialogue because I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> was, you I almost, missed that whole scene. You almost just spilled. I keep spiking. You do. It's fine because when you I get close and when then you're I get, yeah, yeah you're close and your volumes are perfect and then you're close and you go ah, and then <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> But yeah, that I love little moments like that in movies where like the juice almost spills and you're, you're like, like oh, geez, 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 geez. Yep. or like in um, the Searchers when the the stuntman's gun goes off. Oh shit! Yeah, he's gonna <laughs> he doesn't fire, I'm like, it. holy shit! He looks at it. <laughs> little, like, Jesus. He, he looks down like, oh, oh, fuck. oh my god, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> gun just goes off in his hand. Tommy aimed. almost got red on him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. By the way. Have you ever drank in tomato juice first thing when you wake up? What the fuck is that all about? I don't know. I don't think I've ever said the word drinking before. Have I ever, have <laughs> have I ever drunk? Did I say drink? You said drinking. <laughs> you, you did. You said drinking there. Have you ever drank and and tomato juice? Have I ever drank a tomato juice? Drunk a tomato juice? Have I said drinking? I don't know. You did. Well, yeah. Now well, you, you have so broken my concept of how those words work that I don't even know what's right anymore. But no, I have never have had... Have you ever had a sip of tomato juice Never in the had morning. a tomato juice in the now morning. Now I'm smelling and tasting tomato juice. Had a, uh, did Bloody Marys count? Because I drank a lot. Of oh, they might. <laughs> <laughs> Wish I had a Bloody Mary. This that sounds. Ooh, we can still make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Anywho. So yeah, <laughs> I said another recurring trope is making good to your mama. Mm-hmm. This is a thing that is in almost every black exploitation film I've ever seen, which is like, I knew it. You was just like your dad. You ain't never gonna be nothing. And then he comes back 10 years later and he's like, look, ma, I'm, I'm somebody now. I'm somebody now. And she's like, how did you get to be somebody? And he's like, I killed a bunch of people. Yep. And mom. she's like, I knew it. Well, I love when she's like, are you on drugs? Yeah. <laughs> That's her first question. <laughs> he's like, yeah, mom, I'm high on life or whatever yeah, he says. Yeah. He's like, I'm high on a whole new different kind of trip. And, and in my head, I'm like, murdering people for money? Yeah. That I guess That's a Maybe don't tell your mom that. Right. Maybe just be like, (laughs) you can lie about everything else, but you can't lie to your mom. Yeah. So she's like, what do you do, Tommy? And I'm like, say you're a day trader. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Say you work at the New York Stock Exchange. Say you're an Uber driver (laughs) that does real good. Lift, mom. There's a $500 startup bonus. bonus. It's like, I murder so many people. I kill all the Italians. Oh my God. You should see me side shoot a machine gun. You'd be so proud. But, um, yeah, I wrote down buying buying her things, buying her a house, rising to the top. Mama never wants that. 
Nope. There's a mo- another movie where this happens. Blow. Johnny. Depp, oh my god. Yeah. Where he's like, "Look, I made something of myself," and she's like, "I know how you made." She knows he's a the Poke biggest dealer, Poke dealer in the world, ever. and she's yeah. like, "I don't fucking care that you're rich and you know have nice things. You grew up to be a fucking scumbag. That this is shitty." Yeah. Like you can see this that This is the opposite, complete opposite of what I would ever want for you. The mom You're wanted by the FBI. I'm yeah. so proud. Yeah, and in this movie, the mom like sits down heavily on the bed where she's like cuz he's like he's I she, bought this She's for like you. I bought this. I bought all of this and she's like why would you do that? And she's like it's yours. It's yours. Look, I bought this for you. Here's these are all your things. And she's like a big place like this and he goes he has two really, really crucial lines where he says, I'll get you a couple of white girls to do the cleaning. I'll get you a Swedish chauffeur mm-hmm. to drive you around. So, like, he's he's still doing it. He's st- When he bought the house he was, and right. all the possessions and booted the white people out and put his mom as the head of household, He's he is Django unchaining yes. this scene yes, right here yes, where yes. he's like, and I'm going to get you a bunch of white help. It's 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 there's there's such an undercurrent of like you can you can see it in his head like the white like white people like crawling on the floor Mm -hmm. like waxing the floor. Yep. And the Swedish chauffeur like doffing his cap to his mother. You can you can see the hatred working in him. Yeah. It's really really it's cool. It's an amazing little moment in the scene. It's it's and his you can see his mom too. She's she's not the over the top like you're you're a cunt. I hate you, Tommy. Right. Yeah. But he's she like more concerned and she does she's she's, tight. She's like wearied by the confusion too. She like. She doesn't know what's happening. Um, she's old. He like, he like crashes. She like crashes down, and that there's that oh, there's that line we mentioned earlier mm-hmm. where she says she goes, Tommy, I'm um, a maid, and you never understood you never understood that. that. Which is he's like, you don't have to clean no more. You can just, and I think it's crucial that once he buys her that house, she's only in like another five minutes of the movie because she, yeah, she dies. dies. Mm-hmm. It's you know like what do they say retirement. Whatever, um, reti- <laughs> like retirement is the number one killer of the elderly. Have you ever heard mm, that? No. Where if you st- if there's well, a, inactivity or there's a thing that they noted that some people have noted where after retirement, like if people work all through their lives, they live they tend to live fairly long lives if they're not killed by other shit. Mm-hmm. But once you if you hit sixty and retire, a lot of people die at like sixty five hmm. because you don't have a reason to live anymore you don't have a purpose that's sad because work being the thing that's that's america for you but um, yeah but like you know that's like think about like um you know who herman walk is Mm-mm. author he's a he's an uh, he's an awesome writer he wrote a book two years ago two or three years ago he just put out a new novel he's 103 holy shit and you've just published a new novel that he wrote recently ray bradbury lived into i think his late 80s or early 90s and he was writing right up until he died because he didn't they don't retire right the idea well retiring and and not doing the job you get paid for are two different well i think it's more like when somebody loses the ability to do the thing that they want to do well this think of it this way because my dad just retired but he's like but he's focusing on stuff going on fucking thousand things now right. that he's been waiting 67 years you fill to up do. your time I'm, right. when my uh, grandparents retired their doctor told them specifically like now you've got to find gotta things, do things to do yeah because it, it's not it's no joke you will die you it will literally kill you but here's here's how i always think of it when i think of that stat is like think about the guy wakes up goes to the post office works his post office job comes home 
you know, eats dinner with the family, watches some TV, goes to bed. That's his whole life. He hits 60 or 65 or whatever and gets his post office pension. But he's he has nothing anymore now because he wakes up. There's what? no post office. Right. Now. I'm not talking about the guy who goes to the post office and comes home and works secretly on his novel. Right. Or like the guy who fly fishes on the weekend. If your whole nine to f- if your whole life is you go hit your nine to five, you get your try and get your overtime. Yep. You have beers with your friends and you go home and eat dinner and you watch TV and go to bed. You've got nothing now. Yeah. Like there's there's a weird it is a weird it's a weird thing. I this is I'm you might you might not care, but this has always fascinated me, which no, is absolutely. like it's like that shark. Where if you stop moving, oh, you moving, stop a shark, you drown. You drown. Mm-hmm. That's that's always been fascinating to me. Which is like if you remove if you remove somebody's job, somebody who had and there's nothing to fill that void, your body's just like oh we fulfilled our function and you and we're die. Done. That's fucked up to me. Mm-hmm. The other thing I think is important to note, back to the movie. Yes, is not only does he force his mom into retirement by giving her this house and all these possessions. And getting her, you know, white cleaning ladies and Swedish chauffeurs, he has divorced her from her community mm-hmm. by default. He's essentially made her into like a rich white woman. Yeah. So she and is, it's, it's important to note too that she wasn't like a slave. She was no, she's a maid. Paid like they're maids of all race, and so they're that's a. And the lawyer might be a little crooked, but you don't get the sense that he's like cruel or vindictive no, or mean. Not at all. She seems happy, and she works in a high rise. Yeah. So it's pretty good. She's not like a maid in a in a in a motel somewhere. Yeah, like she's doing not blowjobs on the side. Right. Like, this is not like a Ramada Inn maid. This is right. like this yeah. is a, a really upscale like yeah. multi million dollar apartment. She she works for like a wealthy family and mm-hmm. Tommy. Because as I'm saying it, I'm like I'm like well yeah, but she's she's a maid though. That's how Tommy's thinking. Which yeah, is like he's thinking. He's like my mother is no maid, but think that's not a bad job. No. She's got a. She's got. She no has a job in New York, in the seventies. Yeah, in a very upper class and a secure one. Yeah, and probably a fairly well paying one. Mm-hmm. And to, but Tommy's like, nah, man, you you're not a maid. You're my mother. So here, here's a bunch of. And she he gives her like property and money mm-hmm. and status and it and, kills her and it kills her. <laughs> yeah, like he he basically she's like sharking around and he's like now halt. Yeah. <laughs> now stop, mother. Stop. I need you to stop because now you can you can because relax it's what he and wants. this cush- right. It's because he, he's forced his perspective on yes, somebody. Absolutely. Yeah. So um just ask someone what they there's, want. Jesus Christ. There's the next scene is him talking about how he's gonna like diversify his portfolio mm-hmm. and stuff. And the uh he's making a business proposal basically. And he's talking about how our um I think the it's like the Poindexter guy whose name I forget is like we can call him Dexter. Where Dexter, where Dexter's like he's like so we're gonna this is where he starts in with the like we're gonna we're gonna build that school now right Tommy we're gonna we're gonna give everyone ponies right Tommy yep. and Tommy says he's going to help the now there's a I can't remember exactly which scene it is but I have a note and I remember the motivation behind the note. He, Tommy says he's gonna help the black man. But he's the when he says that he's like, yeah, we're going to do everything we can to help the black man. He says it with like derision. And yeah, irony. He sure does. Mm-hmm. The way that line comes out, you have there is not a single authentic moment in the line. And some people pick up on it. Dexter picks up on it a little but You can see the like the his nerdy friend like c- crush it down and try to keep the hope alive where he's like, oh, no, wait, is my friend just a. Uh, is he just a fucking gangster? Yep, he is. No, he said he was going to help the black man. Um, and I wrote down, 
Tommy has spent so much time revenging himself on the white man that he's completely at this point in the film forgotten. Oh yeah, about the black man. Yep, that is at the heart. That is at the heart of this. Like that. He, that was the what started it all. Yeah, he started in the community, and the community that he was us to be like protecting from the cops, mm-hmm. and he was bringing in some wealth. He was adding people to his crew. But think about that, like. He's like, I created jobs. And you're like, yeah, murdering people. Yeah, murdering people. So, yeah. Like, <clears throat> what about that rec center? Remember remember the rec center? <laughs> He's like, nah, nah, nah. Here's a gun. <laughs> Go kill that Go guy. Go do shooty shoots. Go shooty shoot some shoots. Yeah. Um, and I think it's important that the scene after Tommy buys his mom the house, the next thing that the fucking he does, or she does, is she goes to the priest. And Which is his brother. Which yeah, and yeah. collapses on the ground. Is that his brother? Yeah, mm. I'm pretty sure. I, no, That's it's why his, she... no, it's neighbor. It's the neighbor boy. Oh, okay. He always she always said actual you, neighbor. It's it's yes, not yes, neighbor. Yes. <laughs> not yes. It is his the person who lived next to him on a street, not the stand-in neighbor. Not the stand-in. He is the, yeah 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 the priest the priest character is fucking weird yeah very weird um but he yeah so they grew up in the same neighborhood and he was like a Tommy's childhood friend I read that as they were brothers or something no that's why like later when we meet Tommy's dad he's like yeah yeah she always thought you were a nice kid oh okay it's like he was a neighborhood boy but the the mom falls on her knees and clutches his robes and is sobbing and Mm -hmm. she says pray for my boy yep and like again, she's Mickey Rourke in it. Yes, no one told her. Because the priest in that scene is dog shit. Oh god, <laughs> he's, he's just horrible. Like, and he's I, weird. Yeah, and he's, he's just weird. Do you ever notice he's always he's doing like the like? Can I get an amen and tell me you won't but, pay for me? And but no he's one, missing it, and no, and one's, no one's joining it. No, they're like, what is he doing? Um, he's yelling a lot. Um, amen. Uh, <laughs> this you, is where we go. We even he's say just it? No weird. one else is saying it. And but we're all gonna like, stand here and now. Like, let's as a congregation all together now. Hallelujah! And there's silence afterwards. He's never actually like, saying anything. He's just saying words that sound like crazy. You ever seen uh, the Last Exorcism? There's oh, the Exorcism. No, movie. the last. I think it's called the Last Exorcism. There's an awesome bit in that movie where basically there's this priest who's going around and he's showing that um, possessions are, are scams. Mm-hmm. And he is he's a Baptist like a big tent revivalist guy and he's now he's become an atheist and he's basically like I'm out and he has a documentary film it's a found footage film okay. so he has a documentary film crew going around and he's like the f- the fucked up thing about like he's smoking in between like out back smoking a cigarette in between like shows I want to call it right or like mass or service yeah, or whatever yeah. and he's like I could say anything in there. And if once you whip them up, they'll go with they'll it. go with whatever. And they're like, no, nah, you can say anything. They're like, it's got to be. He's like, I could go in there and preach a mass about like a f- I could do five minutes on baking cornbread, and they would not notice. And they'll think that it's a thing that you're leading up to, or no, he's he's like they just won't hear it. He's like, I could oh, say, fuck. I could say, I could go in there and just talk about cornbread, and they're like, no, you couldn't. He's like, bet you hold five. my beer. Yeah, he's like, I'll bet you. <laughs> he's like, you want to bet? I'll bet you for twenty bucks. And he goes in there, and they're filming from the back room, and he's like, "Did you know that the blood of the lamb can wash away our sins?" Get some work And everyone's out. like, "Yeah!" And he's like, "And he's like, and did you know the healing hand of Christ can come down and take away the brain tumor?" And they're like, "Yeah!" And he's like, "Did you know if you mix together a little bit of corn and a little bit of water and a little bit of flour and you put it in the oven at 450 degrees for five minutes, you get yourself a delicious and delectable treat? Can I get a hallelujah?" And they're all like, "Hallelujah!" It's crazy. One of my favorite moments, and it's the movie itself, not great. And right. The ending is terrible. It's like don't. It's not worth like watching. Most of the found footage movies. Yeah, that exist. it's it's not necessarily worth worth watching. But that moment is like I've never forgotten, and I watched that movie like probably 
almost 15 years ago now. It's so fucking awesome. He's just he's up on the like everyone's like losing their minds. And he recites a cornbread recipe in the middle of it in the cadence of like Big Tent Revival. So well, it's such a great little moment. But that's how this guy in Black Caesar like hits me where he's just like, everybody already, man. But no one's buying it. No one's buying it at all. (laughs) Just like, yeah, it's Mm. too bad. He was so nice when he was a little I kid. Thought, I thought this was a three-card Monty guy. I mean, I'll hang around in case three-card Monty guy comes back around, but uh, uh, not buying anything this, nope. this, this, nope. this guy um, His response to the mother is a cool moment. Because he's being big and weird, which is maybe like a director's choice. Sure. But she comes in with genuine feeling and yes crying and says pray for my boy and i think maybe it's important that we see him as a sham right because his response he goes she goes pray for my boy and he goes uh yeah yes lord yes lord and then he gets quieter and goes yes Mm ma'am okay the for that moment the trappings of society where he is priest and she is like devoted catholic or whatever or lutheran yeah is gone and he is the neighbor he's the neighborhood he's the boy neighborhood boy again yes ma'am yeah she, this is tommy's mom and he's just a kid and yeah. y- yes ma'am I, I will pray for you boy you know like okay and then he puts it back on and he's like, yeah. back to all the- right everybody there's an awesome little quiet moment there oh yes lord yes ma'am, uh, yes, ma'am. okay mm-hmm. and can i get it? and he ramps it back up but there's that oh it's so cool it's like watching masks fall off yep and then just right, for a, yep, just for just a for second a minute, they slip so, oh so beautiful um. So the next thing we see, Tommy kills all of the Italians. All of them. <laughs> he kills every Italian. There's in the no. World. There's no. How is there a mafia or a mob left after Tommy is done? Like, there isn't. They got to bring him in from Chicago and St. Louis yeah. and shit. Like we're fucking losing all the white guys over here. Mm, anybody notice there's no white guys in the mob anymore? We got zero white guys in the mafia. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Holy shit. We got all these neighbors out Mafia. here. We ain't getting them white guys. <laughs> Their neighborhood's going to shit. Yeah. The, the uh, well, the, this is the moment where, and this is the moment where Tommy starts to talk like. Like a gangster? Like a racist gangster. Yeah. He shows up and the guy's like, hey, it's Tommy. It's my favorite neighbor. What's up? <laughs> What's up, neighbor? Neighbor, neighbor. And you're like. Didn't need to say it two times. Yeah, like the one time. The one time, bad enough. But he, Tommy comes over and he's like, uh, "There's some line where the guy's like, you know, like, all right, I got a job for you." And Tommy's like, "Work, work." And then I, I can't remember. I think it's Tommy who says, "Um, who said Lincoln freed the slaves?" Yeah. <laughs> where you're right. like, you're like, oh, what? <laughs> you can't come at me like that, bro, <laughs> Tommy. Tommy? Jesus, Tommy. Little Tommy? <laughs> Buddy. You've been reading some books, Tommy? Yeah, he gets, and then he, <laughs> he calls in like his, his black ninjas. Who jump, oh my God, it's who so amazing. Literally ninjas, not, yeah. not neighbors. But they, cause I used <laughs> oh it, I used it in the last movie. Time. Yeah. But oh they, they God. do, they like flip, they do like they triple do. back. It's a great seventies. Like it feels cool. kung yeah, fu-y yeah, yeah. and like, it's so cool. They, I love the, the beat actually before that, when the Italian boss is sitting there with his face to the door and Tommy walks in Yeah, and he's like, no, I'm not going to sit uh, with my back to the, well, to the, the guy door comments both, on it. Yeah. And he's like, where do you want me to sit? And he's like, what, you won't sit with your back to the door? He's like, "Mm -mm, nope, sure won't. No, I'm not going to. I'm going to scooch you next to you. Here I come. Yep. Scooch over. Scooch over. 
Move your I've, shit. You've seen Fargo? Oh, yes. It's like the moment in Fargo when he's like, you know, I think I'm going to come around and sit next to you. <laughs> yep, and exactly. And she's like, you know, I think I liked it better the other way. And he's like, okay, oh, then. okay and then. he comes over and starts to cry. <laughs> You're such a super lady. <laughs> um, but yeah, he... But it's, yeah. So he sits next to the guy in a kind of in a vaguely Ju- Judas fashion. Yes. Where he's it's literally like the kiss on the cheek of Christ and the whole restaurant is full of Italians. Yep. And then all these like black guys come flying through the open it's a like an open air restaurant type mm-hmm. deal and they're like falling from the rafters and, and they just destroy them. Machine gun massacre. Done one, another another per, another uh, bullet to the mouth. Like yeah. we had in truck term, people getting shot in the face a lot. A lot of face shooting in these And flicks. it was great. It was good. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wrote down I wrote down the blood mist slash spray of the massacre is exceptional. It's, yes, 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 yes. Um, it's a little hint of that 1970s tempura paint blood that we love so much. Well, one of the oh, the, I'm sorry, the the massacre I was talking about. I just the poolside remember massacre this is the poolside okay, massacre. Okay, where they all they dump all the bodies into the pools yeah, like a but he a big tea in the restaurant when all the massacre when all the people are massacred and the Italian guy just starts saying more racial slurs. Yes, where he's just like, you know, you can't force me out, and I'm watching and I'm like, I think he did though. Yeah. Like you're, I, he so, just saw it. You are surrounded, <laughs> yes, by uh, Tommy's crew, bunch of black by dudes, Tommy's have neighbors, guns. Yeah, exactly. Like literally, literally his neighbors. his neighbors from his neighborhood. Yes, but I'm like, you have like ten guns pressed in your head right now. Yeah. like you are done. Yeah, he did. Like if they had infrared scopes, you would be completely red. You would be totally red. You are. Your face would be just one glowing. <laughs> but he, he, I love that he starts to cry mm-hmm. and then continues to drink his wine. Yep. Oh, he's and he's like almost like he's out of habit shaky. in a way. And Tom, yeah. yeah, and Tommy calls him the uh he's like, You can stick around. I would never force you out. You'll still get your cut. You'll be my token white. He says token he white. He says yeah. token white. And I was like, I just wanted to like stand yep, up and the, clap. Yeah, like, me too. Because <laughs> well, I was like, this is because one, that's one that's a funny line. Yes. In a in a really black humor kind mm-hmm. of way. Like this is this is dark comedy. Yes. And two this is a turning point for Tommy. This is the beginning of the end yeah. for Tommy because now Tommy has usurped the, I was going to say white power, but that has a current meaning, yeah. he, but he's assumed the white power structure of the Italian mafia. He's, he's usurped it and taken its place. He literally replaced it. Yes. And in this scene, when he's casually kind of casually being derisive about black people here, he has, he is becoming this is where I'm going to say the, the, we, and I think it's important because we're going to meet his dad in a second mm-hmm. and what his dad does is sells skin lightening creams to black people in the south that's his dad's that's his job. job so I'm not reading into this movie this is text I mean the the shit is the like the symbolism is all over the mm-hmm. fucking movie Tommy is becoming more and more white yes like he he begins to behave like one of these Italian mafiosos and we see him overtly refuse to help his community later. Yes. Like several times mm-hmm. where they're like, you, you, we got to do this. thing." Don't give a fuck. Yeah. He's like, we need to build that rec center. And he's like, no, now is not a good time. Yep. And he becomes like this to the point where he's not even making excuses anymore. No, he's it's just like, saying no, no, not going to happen. Yeah. He's just saying no. And he becomes utterly fixated on power. He becomes utterly fit, which and power is important too because we are also about to arrive at the rape scene. But um, 
he, you know, like, which is, yeah, I can see. Next up. I can see. But, um, so he moves from there to, basically, he hits the guy, the, the, these people in the restaurant, and the Italian dude's like, I got a big, there's a bunch of other mobsters over at this, this specific location, yeah. and they're going to get you so good. Oh, and where was that location Tommy's again? Like, where was that? And he's like, it's over at explicit location. All right, excellent. It's, this is the address, and that's where <laughs> they all are, and they're going to get you. And Tommy's like, did anyone write that? You wrote that down? You wrote that down? Sorry. Okay, good. Excellent. Yeah, well, I'm... Gonna go kill all of this. Fan of Hitmen, we need you at this explicit address. <laughs> yeah. Let's go make a pool party happen. And that is the scene where I said the mist and spray. Yeah, it's so good. Oh my god, dude. There's something about like, okay, I love spurty blood. Yeah, me as too. much as the rest yep. the, the next guy. But the actual pop just a the mist. Yeah. When you get a good fine like cloud of misty blood in the air, I'm like, I Fucking love that mm-hmm. man! Like, way to go, props department. I love it. Like the the special effects people who can get a good fucking miss. Because, oh, like, so when you watch a, when you see a headshot in a movie, like a, a newer movie, and you get the like the the chunky blowout from the back, right. but also the, the mist. mist cloud. Yeah, I just that every time I'm just. I mean, I know. Look, it's horribly violent. Yes, but that is. But it's a. This is a thing in movies. This is art. Visual effects are like some some of the main reasons why I watch. There's performance and there's nuance. Bird and, and I fucking gross bloody shit. I know you, you and I both do this, and Bird does it all the time. We will applaud yes. stuntmen. Yeah, absolutely. In movies, like yeah, way to go, stuntman. When you see a well-executed stunt, you're like fucking, fucking a. Yeah. Good job, brah. By the way, um, really quick before we move on, I was talking to the television last night when I. Like near the end when I was when you were really getting, drunk, yeah. I was yelling at people. That's I was I commenting on the movie. I was just like, "Don't even! What are you doing? Why? Look at! Well, there's your shirt off right there. <laughs> them's your them's your boobs. Oh boy! Anytime you get naked around Satanists, you're gonna there. You go. Got a knife in your booby now. <laughs> like yeah. I was. <laughs> you enjoy your knife, boobs. I was telling Trinity what was happening in the film. <laughs> Trinity. Was, that's when I knew I was like, I gotta go to bed. <laughs> right. I'm pretty drunk. <laughs> you explaining the movie to your dog. Yeah. I'm like, no, no, no. Listen, here's the, here's what his deal. Is. <laughs> and I'm like, wait a minute. She's a dog. She's a dog. <laughs> um, I go to bed now. All right. So he fucking wipes all those people yep. out. He assumes like total power. Yep. And then he, things are good. Now he married a like a club a singer. Club singer. Yep. And they're in bed together and they're laying there and he goes for a kiss and she turns her head. She's not into it tonight. And I, I like the way the scene plays out mm-hmm. because it could have been. It is. It is upsetting. It's an upsetting scene, it's but disturbing. It, it lingers on it j- just long enough. It doesn't dwell on and it, it. Builds. Well, I like the the way it builds toward it mm-hmm. because you could you can jump right into it. Yeah, you can be like she turns her head and he slaps He's her. He's like, listen, bitch, this is going on. But that's not how it happens. Nope. It's and it's very true to Tommy's character. He goes for another kiss and she no, no. And he goes for another. He goes for like three kisses and she won't do it. And he talks to her and she's like, I just need time. Okay, mm-hmm. like. You kill people for a living. Yeah, kinda, no, seriously. Yeah, it's like, okay, I'm not into you right now. You do some bad shit. Yeah, you so just, I need some time to like today, work that out. It's not you the massacred like 20 people. I'm going to need like five or six days before Give I feel like days. having you inside and, me. And, right. Yeah, and Tommy's literally, he even, he's pretty explicit about it. He's like, look, I, he's like, well, I don't, look, what, I, come on. Like, look, I, I'll, I, anything you want. And mm-hmm. he's, he's very like cajoling and conciliatory. Yep. And Whatever you want. Loving and mm-hmm. kind. And then he goes for another kiss and she says, no, stop it. And he goes, he literally says, well, I guess I'm I have, have the line written yeah, l- the fuck down. Read it. It is, this is one of the most brutal lines ever. I've, maybe, yeah. Yeah. 
Tommy says, this is the only way you like it? Have to be raped. Well, I have no objections, lady. I'm not even, I won't do his reading because it's about as cold as what I just did. It's very matter of fact. Mm -hmm. It's almost amused. Yeah. Where he's like, have to be raped? Well, I got no objections, lady. And then he rapes her. Yeah. Just like, it's, that's not like a weird, sick, fucked up thing that he said. Or like, oh, I'm sorry, that that joke didn't land. No. Maybe we better go to bed. And he's like, okay, here comes the raping. Yep. And he does it. he does. It's fucked up. And there's another, um, if you head over to patreon.com, we, Carl and I and Bird once did um, all four of the I Spit on Your Grave movies, which are essentially rape revenge films. Yes. And this is a, it's it's not to, to, to the extent extreme, of, right. Extreme. But there's a, there's a, ooh, it's an ugly scene, but yes. there's a beautiful moment of acting in it. Yes. There's a beautiful performance beat where she gives up. And it breaks your heart. Yep. She's struggling, struggling, struggling. And it's a vo- it's totally a vocal performance note. Mm-hmm. Where Much her, like the I Spit on Your Grave stuff was very... It's not the scream. It's In the I Spit on Your Grave, it's the visceral screaming right. that gets to you. This is, in this one, she's screaming and screaming. And then her voice breaks into like this mellifluous sob. And she says no. And there's... She says no. And there's so much... Despair yep. Layered just in the tone Of voice she uses mm-hmm. It is that is a an exceptional Performance beat yeah. In this movie in one of the Hardest moments to watch yeah that was like A pause that I go get a drink of water And then right. come back to it right it's Uh it's her, her That wail at the end mm-hmm. is just like The next scene doesn't even fucking matter nope. For like five minutes because you're just like The thing the about hell? it is like the scene The scene is not long It's maybe two minutes at the most From beginning to end Yeah Very the, super short But it feels so From the moment he so, starts trying to kiss her It to just the, feels so long Like And the other ugh. thing The other thing which is kind of nice Is they They, they cut away from it mm-hmm. We don't dwell on it Nope we as, as soon as you realize and establish That that is what is going to happen Right We cut away from it we don't um, we don't sit there and and have to deal with it. Yeah. So th- the next thing after the rape scene is his mom dies. Yep. It's the funeral. We cut from the rape to the death of his mother. Yep. And you're like, this is going downhill fast. Boy, shit. <laughs> it's not it's that, not just fun gunning down mafia no, we've, anymore. We've had, yeah, we've had turning points where Tommy because this has been a fun for me a fun seventies like. Gangster flick yeah. and there's been a lot of stuff As soon as the rape happens I'm like Boy that got real dark And well, then it becomes like this That is other... definitely the peak Yeah the of, peak of, of the like It's like that if if Tommy Has if if his character's been turning Slowly yeah, that and is, started to that's decline That's the roller coaster this going is like over a, the That's a shatter that's yeah. the shattering moment But yeah like he was losing momentum And uh, it's important Because eventually we will see um, eventually he becomes Like a, a, a white gangster Essentially yeah. He becomes He literally turns into A white man And one of his, his best friend Calls him out on it mm-hmm. In explicit terms Which we'll get to But um, at the funeral His dad shows up And his dad As we mentioned Sells uh, skin, skin lightning liners, Products yeah. in the south Which at this point I'm like 
I got it. I yeah, see what you're I get doing. it. Mm-hmm. I know. Yep. I noticed. Not, Tom- be, not being subtle now. Right. It's okay. Yeah. Tommy. Uh, Tommy's divorced himself from his community and is slowly becoming that which he hates. In essence, he is metaphorically becoming a white man. In the I case am- he didn't get it, his dad sells skin lightning cream. Right. In the south. It's right there on yeah. the surface. So then he's basically like, "Fuck off, dad." <laughs> yeah. He wasn't invited to the funeral. He not. No. Wait. No. His dad. Uh, his dad shows up before this. I can't remember. His dad shows up and they go for the car ride. Oh. I think his dad shows up before he kills the mafia. I'm not sure where that Either lines way, up. Yeah. He says goodbye to his dad at the fucking, I don't know. Whatever. I got a couple. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So his mom's not quite dead yet. <laughs> the, 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 Leave Tommy's mom alone. So the, the, the rape scene happens and then he meets his dad. Right, and then after he confronts his dad, that's when we get the nightclub in California youth centers thing, and then his mom dies. His but mom. really quick, when his when he tells his dad like get out of here, when he finds out his mom and dad weren't married, and it like fucks his whole head up because he's like what? Mom what? And dad mom and dad weren't married. Yeah, I'm like you kill people for a living. Get over it. You're right. Like, yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> this is some super petty shit compared when to his the dad, just put when his dad when his dad turned around and started walking. Uh, I wrote down. I was like, not gonna lie, when he was walking away, I thought Tommy was, was gonna, gonna tr- kill him. Truck turner him, shoot him straight in the spine, <laughs> give him the old turn, the old, the old turner, the turner old, one in the back, <laughs> one in the back, one in the turner, back, one in the sack. <laughs> oh, one in the back truck, we call him. Oh, well, shit, good but old. yeah, like no, I thought he, that too. He turned around, I'm like, yeah, he's gonna shoot him. He's gonna shoot him. He's gonna shoot him he's right in the back. Shoot his dad in the back. <laughs> um. So then. They go to the nightclub. Poindexter's there, and he's like, "You want to build some youth centers?" And Tommy's literally like, "For black people? Ew, no, right. gross." What? Oh wait, right, yeah, yeah. No, we're not gonna do that though. Yeah, I'm black too. I just remembered. I remembered. <laughs> um, I forgot. But also no. <laughs> and then he's he uh, since he's you know like just raped his wife, he goes to his friend like, "It's not safe. You and her go to California. Go." Mm-hmm. So. She's you know like later He like tries to give her a present like I bought you A necklace and she's like oh, go fuck yourself Yeah exactly <laughs> and that's when he, I don't want you anywhere near that's me when he sends her to California and by the way at this point in the Film yeah he sends her solo There are some similarities to Scarface Oh there's a lot at this point which is interesting Because this predates Scarface by Many years well yeah what is Scarface Is like, like early 80. 80s yeah 84 yeah, I This think. was 73 so There's some Scarface Scarface-y is Type yeah. notes in this so anyway Um this is when After he sends them to California Which is a mistake Let's just get mm-hmm. it on the table Well well, she starts doing Poindexter Yes well, Good for well, her Yeah and absolutely Get get out of this environment And he's got a legitimate job And right. not raping her Yeah also you know, he, is, small. he is in fact not raping her mm-hmm. um, So this is when Tommy's mother dies And Rufus is the priest's name Rufus is like there's an awesome line where Rufus goes, I almost feel like I could pray for her. And you're like, you're a priest, though. But yeah, that should be that's the thing what that you, you do. do. And then you I, I kind of the way that I read it is he knows that his shtick is such a fucking scam. That he can't that he can he can bullshit pray for anybody. Yes. But this, but this matters means something it's family. And he's not sure that he has enough genuine like honesty in Left him anymore to be able to pray. For a woman who genuinely to genuinely pray. That's so fucking sad. It's yeah, it's brutal, and it makes it more brutal when you see how readily he prays for Tommy at the mm-hmm. end. 
he he dives right into bullshit prayer. Oh but my god! When Tommy, when Tommy goes to see him when he's when gut he's, shot, when he's gut shot, yeah, yeah, he, he goes just dives right in, right into yep. his horse shit. But when Tommy's mother dies, he's yeah. like, he doesn't say, he doesn't like, and let me tell you, Jesus, nope. I'm gonna reach down in the ground, I'm gonna bring you. But he's, he's just trying like, to find a, he's trying to find that lost connection. He's like, I don't know if I can do it. Yeah, I think I can pray for her, maybe. God, fuck. It's that's that's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's an awesome little beat. And then I said, "Fuck, fish lips is back." Yep, she sure <laughs> is. So you here, she You real nice girl. She fucking wrecks the movie she so much because, like, they, we had this beautiful moment where Rufus is like, "I wish I could pray. I, I might be able to pray for her." Yes. Do you have information? Do you have thing? I don't. Oh, you oh, sat up with man. The, you came. Thought, yeah, you came in. You're like. And another thing about fish lips, here it comes. (laughs) But no, um, sorry guys, guys. I still haven't seen really the movie. No, it's okay. We're we're getting close to where you have. So he gets home and thank you for being here. She's like, I miss your bed, or I I miss my bed, and you know, like I missed my bed. Fuck me a lot. Yeah. And Tommy's like, get out of here. How about no? I'm not. How about get the fuck out of here? Not gonna do that. But these lips. And she goes, well, you're (laughs) framing. It's fucking. You're a girl. And he's like, that's right. She gives him the four one one. Hey, your wife and Callie, she's fucking Poindexter. She goes, listen here. Yeah, I know what I actually what I said in the mic just now is indiscernible at all. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But she's yeah, she's like, yeah, well, uh, if you're you're not fucking me, you're not fucking your wife, but someone's fucking your wife and it's your friend and Mm -hmm. he's the one and he's fucking your wife. So nanny boo boo, take that shit. Poopy 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 poop. And then exactly. she slams the door and is thankfully blessedly gone for yep. the rest of the film. No more no more of her. So then I wrote, wait, doesn't this pretty much exactly happen in Scarface? Yes it does. <laughs> exactly happens okay. in Scarface. Here we are. I by the way, I started taking notes in code. Uh, I usually I write down quotes exactly, but I have I, at this point I, sh- yeah. I am putting I'm I was putting nincompoop in place of it. Fair enough. Because even seeing it on the page, was I don't like to me. write it. I don't think I've ever written it. You've never written it? Maybe. Um, I will. I I was upstairs um alone the other day reading a book, and I closed my book and I said it quietly to myself just because I haven't. Mm-hmm. You know, we've been doing the podcast, and I'm like, eh, I wonder. So I just like said it and I was like, Snuck Oh, that felt so fucking bad. Yeah. It does, man. There's that there are like powerful words. Super powerful words. And the two that bother me most are this one and the F word pejorative for homosexuality. Oh yeah. Okay. Those two mm-hmm, words mm-hmm, fucking mm-hmm. awful. I'll say yep. cunt all day long though. I love Oh yeah. It. Cunt is a great word. Yep. So It's a great thing. He goes to California. <laughs> like, come on. Indeed. We're a little close to the rape scene for that kind of talk. Right? Oh, I thought we had so, enough time had passed. Wait, we're about to get into another really uncomfortable scene. God damn it. We, and then we need to be serious for this because this is the, this is one of the two best scenes in the movie. Okay. He goes to California. He confronts Joe and Helen. It's the best acting in, this, in the in the. And in the he's movie. like, get down here. Mm-hmm. And Joe's like, all right. I read books on fighting. I can fight you. And I'm like, yeah, but no, Tommy's, Tommy's killed, like, killed people. So many people, dude. You are not He's prepared. He throws them down. Don't the do it. He does. Christ's sake. Yeah. The, he like, Joe comes at him. He's like, well, here comes a slap. And Tommy's like, I punch you in the face and throw you down a flight of stairs. Because yeah. I'm a vicious fucking monster. And you're just not You've that. You've never accidentally punched a wall. He just, yeah, he hurls him down the stairs. And he goes like. And you know he drags his uh, soon-to-be ex-wife Helen down the stairs and throws her into the floor, and they're both on the floor. And this is important: they're both on the floor in front of him, 
towering Mm -hmm. and he is towering over them in this like power and subjugation pose uh, tableau yes and he says how could you do this he's talking to joe he says how could you do this to me you're one of my people and joe says i am not one of your people and calls and then he here's the line he says i'm not one of your people white neighbor yeah, he calls him a white he neighbor. He calls him a white neighbor, which is like, it blew my mind. I mean, I'd, I'd seen what they were doing, yes. but to have Joe say so it. explicitly yes. look at him and say like, look, when you are not that person. You are not the person I am friends with or worked with. You are not part of my community. I no longer consider, that's a fucking harsh Harsh term right there. Mm-hmm. That's that is the. Uh, it's akin to like calling someone an Uncle Tom, right? But worse. But worse. Yeah. That is a fucking term that he just slung at him. He has essentially completely stripped him of any tire yes. connection to his race. Because he's like, look what you've. And he's, what he's doing is the saying. I think like, it's the first time that anyone said that to Tommy too. And like, no, yeah, no one's called him on it or critiqued him on it, or even made mention even the slightest regard that right, that, that might be a thing that's happening. Once he wipes out the Italians, we mostly see him interacting with white people, yep. white businessmen, mm-hmm. and corrupt cops, and his white lawyer friend. Yep. And his com- it's uh, it's really cool because it's his his community fades from the film. Yep. And he becomes like this weird, isolated, and cold figure, but. In be- I wrote down Joe is pointing to pointing out to Tommy that in becoming like the oppressor, you lose your tie to the oppressed. It's the problem with with putting revenge over community. Oh, yeah, yeah, that becomes you know? the thing that's the most important. You lose the yeah. Um, and then there's a fucking awesome tag up on it too. This is one. This is some of the strongest writing. This in the last scene, not the last last scene, which is very weird. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I don't know. yeah, we'll get to that. It's a bad way to end this movie. Yeah. But um, Tommy, Tommy's basically like, it's like he got. It, he, Joe wins. Mm-hmm. Sure does. Ground. He doesn't. He could have. I thought the, that he was gonna murder both of them. But he do, he when leaves he, when, when he says. I mean, it's the strongest blow that Joe could have landed. Yeah. When he's basically, he's it's not going to be a physical blow from Joe. It's going to be one that's emotional and 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 deep and it's cutting. a goddamn gut punch, man. Like you're like, because you well, like I said, we knew it, mm-hmm. but Joe says it. Yep, exactly. And says it explicitly in the rawest way that he could, and you're like, oh my god, he just we you realize right there, you're like Tommy is completely stripped. Away from his community He's mm-hmm. become the oppressor He's become that which he hates And we're, you're not even done with that yet There's like 30 more minutes of him being that yep. But there's an awesome On his way out Tommy goes to like Sling a little Throw a little shade at Joe And he says If you'd only, know how, if you'd only known how to fight Joe You could have owned the whole town And everybody in it He's giving Joe props yep. But kind of like you, you take Taking his Kicking, kicking out his balls and Joe go, Joe from the ground says I never wanted to own anybody and come the come fuck on, on yeah, that's... man you're like he, he, Joe is essentially being like thinking you know in that? terms yeah. of owning people coming out of your mouth like think about what that means yes he, he's basically like you are thinking like in a like a like a white oppressor yep what in the fuck is wrong with you Tommy we don't own people. We help. We each have other. community. Yeah. We have community, and Tommy's c- totally commodified people. He's come and importantly, you could have owned the whole town. That's his. That's his community. That's, that's his, his community. block. Yes. He's talking 
you could have owned all of our black friends and neighbors. That's the that's what he's that's saying. That's the text yes. of what he's saying. That's a really brilliant line, and that's a really troubling thing to it fucking really, say. Yeah. It's this is this was awesome. That scene was so so good. I, I'm there's reasons that these movies like we notice these movies because they show up on like Grindhouse database. Exactly. Yeah. They're they're on like Tarantino's list of, of yeah, the you, things to watch. You word of mouth them. And, yeah. There's a reason that these ones and not like old Chuck Norris movies make those lists because there's shit like this. Yeah, they're peppered with all these moments of like, yeah. Did he really just fucking say that? And wow, that actually has some implication about saying more than than just right. There's there's, there's depth. not just it's, surface yeah, shit this is, going on. We there's did some, more. we did exploitation films because exploitation films are fun, but we also did them because some of them are great films. Yeah, this is one of them. Oh, I agree. Until like the last twenty minutes. Yeah, it falls apart. But there is a horse and buggy drive by. Yes, I know. <laughs> Danielle saw that one. I oh, think. is this when you show yeah, up? Yeah, the the fight scene in the house is where I came in. Okay, yep. okay. Did, did you have any uh, takes on the fight scene in the house? Since I just postulated that it's the best scene of the film, or did you lack all context because you came into like a <laughs> like climactic just, moment? Like, what is going on? Oh wow. Well, I lacked. Uh, there was a lot of lack of context, but I got that somebody was mad at another human being or two, and yeah. shit went down. That is pretty <laughs> much all you need to know. <laughs> Um, so there's but yeah, the buggy by was fucking great. I loved it. It's like somebody yeah, just did the, a drive by in the, a horse and carriage. The child molester hitman shows up. Yeah, he does really look like a sex offender. He does something about his face. Uh, there's a couple of lo- bad faces in this movie. Yeah, like <laughs> mm, this is one of them. Like this they're guy. on parole from <laughs> raping babies or something. This That's guy can't. Carl, yeah. what? He may have. We don't know. I He's don't got know. a face that says possibly. He's, I know he's not allowed within 500 yards of daycares. He's True not story. allowed within 500 yards of maternity wards. Mm-hmm. He can't vote because he's, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so, there's a, so basically this guy starts uh, whacking Tommy's crew. Yep. From like horse and, and buggy. These, these hitmen are actually fairly, um, they, they know what they're doing. Not like the hitmen from the earlier truck montage. Turner. Oh, truck yeah, yeah. Turner. These yeah. are not the garbage hitmen of Truck yeah. Turner. The, the the, these like, actually are effective. Yeah, listen, man, here's my extended backstory. I'm not right. even going to fire a single shot because I'm going to be killed immediately. I'm going to be dead. But here's all this stuff. But here they actually accomplish. Yeah. He's good. He's yeah. good. He knows what he's doing. He. He fairly effectively kills everybody except for Tommy. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only reason that he doesn't manage to kill Tommy is he because he gets gut shot in the crowd Tommy's and gets away. He's our hero, yeah. and he has that hero thing where you just don't die. Yeah. Until the very end, yeah. which is a bad ending, but it has an interesting little tiny sliver of value in it. Um, Do you think that sort of gunshot was intentional right in the gut to the suffer. gut shot i think he was trying to kill him because he there's the other guy he gets on the phone and he's basically like i can't believe you fucked this up yeah oh, that's right him, yeah yeah that's right him. yeah that's right i forgot about that um so the there's a bit where they're trying to track him down mm-hmm. and get the they want the ledgers the corrupt cop and the lawyer because that's the whole thing that's the linchpin yes. that's like they need preventing those. like if the ledgers are if those go away right then Tommy's then no Tommy, longer a threat. Tommy doesn't have that. You're taking the teeth out of his mouth, essentially. Yes. That's been the whole thing, the whole movie. He's, These ledgers he, that's brought him power. and keeps him to, in the power. That's his power. Because he says several times, he's like, you know what these are? These are power. Yep. This is power. And that's his whole fucking thing is power, power, power. Mm-hmm. So they need to find the ledgers. So they go to California and they confront 
Helen. Yeah. I don't ever want to watch Watching that, that scene. dude touch, hold touch the, baby. the baby. Oh my, oh my God. God. Yeah. fucking do. He's just like cut, touching so his face and like, move. I'm like, stop, stop it. Stop, stop. Look, the, then the other thing is that kid does not want, that's a child, like a, a real kid. Yeah. It's not like an 18 year old playing a baby. That's no, a baby. It's a, yeah, it's a toddler. <laughs> not even, that, yeah, it's like a, that baby does not want that fucking guy touching her. Nope, not at all. At all all so he, i wrote this okay i the character totally hate like we, you, you hate him you, you hate, hate him. The, the racist irish cop he's a piece of shit and honestly the performance not that good this moment very yeah good. i was like ooh, we're, mm. that physical performance yeah. is it's the it's mm. it's the way that he handles the baby because you know because it's, it's not threatening but it is at the same time it's like almost putting his hand around the baby's neck but not it's stroking its face what it was but for not, me just, is he's not handling it like a human no, child. He's no, handling like, like a, a puppy or something. A dog or something. Yeah. yeah like he's petting it. We all know the way that, you know, like, you, you all know what it looks like when you hold when a baby. When a human holds a baby. When a human holds a yes. human baby. Yes. He's like, the way that he handles the baby is like it, it is an object mm-hmm. or an animal or something like that. Like, there's a moment, there's a moment where the actor, like, touches, yeah, right. It's like, has his hand near her neck. And then kind of like touches her face. Yes. But it's like a board. Like mm-hmm. doesn't, it's not like a, oh baby. It's like, I put my hand on your face. Yeah. It's so cold and mm-hmm. strangely like, it's it's like watching an alien trying yep. to figure out what a human baby is. But it's so threatening. It is very threatening. It's incredibly tense. Time. And knowing his extreme the extremity of his racism like that is that's text like the racism of him yes is, is part of what makes that so fucking uncomfortable it's it's insane like watching because watch, you know that even this child is less than human to him right like you know how many times he's like said all of these racial slurs he's beaten black people he's mm-hmm. talking like he's and, and then eventually like in hindsight knowing what he's gonna do at the end of the movie like watching him handle a handle her baby is one of the it's almost as bad as watching the rape scene yeah it's almost as like fucked up as watching that you're like oh god and when finally when they give the baby or it's not actually a baby it's like a two-year-old yeah two-year-old yeah so they give the two-year-old back and he gets up and starts walking toward the nursery where there is a infant where there's an infant in a crib like a newborn yeah and sh- watching the mother's like, like you cannot go in there like holy fuck Oh my god And the um, baby starts screaming Like oh my god Yeah the baby's screaming and crying And the lawyer becomes like An overtly bad character Where he blocks the woman mm-hmm. in And you're like oh yeah You're not just a businessman You're a piece of shit You're actually a piece of shit Got it um, Check So they find they find out where the ledgers are They're gonna go kill him And they're like Oh sorry <laughs> I thought this was like hey, I have a thing to say Um yeah. He gets in a he like he gets uh, shot. He gets gut shot, and then he jumps in a cab. Yeah, and he's like, "Go, man, go! Five hundred dollars, drive on the sidewalk." And I wrote down, five hundred dollars doesn't get you out of jail for like fifteen counts of vehicular manslaughter." Yeah, you did say something like that. I wrote down, New York cabbies would probably kill a hundred pedestrians for five hundred dollars. Five hundred dollars? What kind of uh, who do I gotta kill? Well, yeah, it's like you're like, okay, well, we've been in the car for. Two hours in traffic, and we went four blocks, and your total is a dollar. 
Because mm-hmm. it's 73 or whatever. You know, right. it's like, well, he fares $4.30. And he's like, here's 500 bucks. He's like, I'll murder everyone <laughs> he just in the starts, city. He just starts killing people. I didn't tell you to kill I anybody. I figured you did. For this much money, yeah, I, figured I you thought just, you, you wanted to start killing Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. You, didn't, you don't want me to kill Son anybody. Of a bitch. You don't want me. He's like, yeah, you're still doing it, by the way. You're still, like, you're running people Fuck. over right now. And he's like, yeah, I didn't. You, but I'm honking my horn. Are you telling beep, beep. Are you telling me officially to stop killing people right, right now? Right now or latest? When do you want me to no more kill? I can do people? it now. Look, I'll kill him. I'll kill this la- one last guy, and then we're this gonna- one, the fucking mime. Whoa, 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 I whoa, 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 wait a minute. I know. I Wait, hold on, though. Like that guy looks so full of blood. Shady shit. Look how much blood that guy's got him. Well, we're gonna. Okay, okay. I'm gonna stop, but first, <laughs> I'm. A- I gotta kill him. I, right? I get okay, it. guys. Okay, guys. Okay, guys. <laughs> okay. Anyway, they keep going off in tangents of accents. Uh, <laughs> so someone's got to rein them in. The <laughs> that is a hallmark uh, of our show. Sense. The uh, the when the cabbie death is the worst editing I've ever seen. Oh, what happened there? I don't know. They sped it up. Funny enough, so I watched. Not funny. I don't know. Maybe we'll see. <laughs> so I watched the the trailer is on the DVD. So I watched the trailer of Black Caesar. Blah, blah, blah. So that scene is part of it. Yeah, and it's ran at normal speed, and it's really slow and looks weird because it's like, it's like it's like Tommy jumping out of a car going like half a mile an hour and kind of like tucks and rolls. I'm like, oh, that's why. So they sped it up to make it look more kinetic and like action, like actiony, and it just looks really shitty though. It's so fucking bad. (laughs) The worst. Like what happened? Ooh, we lost like frames and shit. They didn't have any stunt money. No. So it's literally uh, (laughs) they used it all on the blowy uppy truck so the, the blowy uppy <laughs> truck is where they spent every but no that is just horrible actually from the moment he gets gut shot to the end of this movie i'm like i can do with or without it it's like uh, except for when you he know. finally confronts the he goes back to the lawyer's office yeah yeah but except for that scene do i have anything i actually don't him, like being chased by the hitman yeah i just wrote down once tommy gets shot I don't care about the movie anymore nope. until the shoe shine until scene. the shoe shine scene. Well, like you that this like top mm, one inch of my notes is like 30 minutes of yeah movie. it is it is so once he gets gut shot he's gut shot for a long yep, he goes to see yeah, the huh? priest really long he's ended. walking he's yeah he's running around New York for he's, fucking he half a day a hit man yeah the smoking sign is cool it's like a light. It's like a oh, giant face right, the with old Marlboro yeah. sign. But like that's twenty minutes of movie. You don't need it. No, nope, you not do at not all. need a second of that shit until we get to the lawyer's. Until you office. get to the lawyer's office, and you could get past that really way quickly. Faster, yeah, way fast. Like he gets got shot and gets in a cab and escapes. Yeah, and he goes to the lawyer's office because he needs to get these ledgers. Got to get the ledgers because he knows they're after the ledgers. Boom, twenty minutes of bullshit bullshit and bad editing yeah. and like no action and no pace and no constructive dialogue nothing the rufus scene is dumb yep it doesn't bring closure to because he just immediately goes into the street priest mode and but there's no and it's like it could have like closure or any there's nothing the rufus scene when if you slap it right you know, if you put it in the context of the funeral, yeah, it it has emotional resonance, but it's buried but it's so buried in the in yeah. the like twenty minutes of the dog roll. It's this is not a good moment for this movie. No, and the end is terrible. The mm-hmm. the last like yeah, the last minute or two minutes of the film is or five minutes of the film is awful. Mm-hmm. So the last good thing 
is good, bad, but like the, the last good moment of the film before the shit gets weird and slow is when the racist cop is playing with the baby. And yep. then it gets amazing when Tommy goes to the lawyer's office to get lawyer's the, headshot. The lawyer, yeah, the racist Sitting cop behind his desk. Um, what's his name? Officer McGillicuddy or whatever the hell. <laughs> it's Dick Dick McGillicuddy. It's 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 the most Irish yeah. name you've ever seen. It's like Patty Seamus, Seamus, Seamus. McClurdy. McClurdy. It's very yeah. I like when you patio patio comedy. Yeah, when you I'm, hear the name, you're up. like, maybe we don't give him. Yeah, that maybe one. we don't. Yeah. What if we just dialed the Irish back <laughs> a little bit? The only saving grace is that he, he didn't doesn't. have like the Lucky Charms accent. When I heard his when I heard his name. I like retroactively put it on him until I heard him talk again. Right, McKinney. McKinney. Oh, it is. McKinney. I only get. I only have a McKinney. I think it's McKinney. McKinney. Yeah. On here. Officer McKinney. Officer McKinney. And yeah, maybe I'm. I might be reading some of the. I'm bringing some Irish to it, maybe. But like, I feel like when they say his name, they're like, "Oh yeah," and uh, this over here is Officer McKinney. And yes, like, Officer McKinney. Why just? Why'd, why'd you do it why'd that you, way? Why'd you put though? the? Why'd you put the lucky charms? Yeah. Spin on it. And he it. came in with a red balloon. I was like, "This is too on the nose." <laughs> but anyway, so he shows up at the lawyer's office. The the Irish. Cop McKinney, we know his name. Yeah, McKinney shoots the lawyer in the head because he's making his play for mm-hmm. the ledgers, and he's got him. He gets the ledgers, and he's like, "All right." And, Tommy and he up. knows Tommy's coming, so he's like, "I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait for Tommy. I'm so smart. Ooh, I hate neighbors." And you're like, "Buddy." So, and I only say that to reinforce what we already know, no, 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 which I- is he is crazy racist, and we're about to see it like in its most extreme form, and the most satisfying reversal. Yes. I was going to say since Django Unchained, but that movie came out very recently. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, Tommy does show up and he's gut shot, but he went and got his gun. Yes. He went and got his like weird German Nazi gun. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm going to go get my ledgers and get my power. And he sneaks into the room and immediately Ma- gets immediately loses his gun and McKinney's got the drop on him. And this is kind of fucked up because McKinney, if you think about what, what it actually mean, like McKinney, has brought the shoe shine box. Yeah, with all the shit. He had to like figure out one plan. You know what I'm gonna do? Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna get that fucking shoe shine box. Well, uh, where you know, do I find the shoe shine? To be box? fair, Tommy was wandering around New York for three weeks, got shot. So he yeah. could probably <laughs> a lot of time. He had so, so much time. Like he had to check old Salvation Armies. He's like, do you guys have a shoe shine box? A shoe shine box? Do you? No. A very specific one know, I'm looking for. It had to have been owned by a man named Tommy. Gibbs. Gibbs. Last time we probably would have used it would have been about 22 years ago. Right. Now, I know it's a stretch. Do you have it? And the first Salvation Army went it's into like, it was you know like, what? We Actually, do. We, we, had, do. we do. We have it. It's over there. It's in the back. We've been using it One, as a... I'll give it to you for a dollar. It's like, it's almost 75 cents. And he's like, 75 cents sounds great. That's what, so perfect. He, but I just, you think about the logistics. It's like he yeah. must have walked into the lawyer's office with a giant fucking shoeshine box under his hand and been like, hey, how's it going, Bill? Boom. He's Shot like, him in the head. Are you doing some shoeshining today we there? No, like, no, no, no. This is so that I can be racist later. This is later. <laughs> and he, oh, I see you brought your racist shoeshine kit today. So he shoots the lawyer in the head. <laughs> And not that there's anything inherently racist about shoe shining, but right. the way that he applies it is yes. incredible. It's fucked up, but it's it, yeah. So anyway, he shoots the lawyer. He's got the shoe shine box there. Tommy's terrible at like keeping his gun in his hand yes. for a moment because he's for as weak and stupid. He's got shot for three weeks. Yes. Yeah, but you know he gets like weirdly strong by the end of the scene. It works though. The whole yeah. scene works. There's no, I have no critique of this scene. Yeah. 
so he gets the gun and I'm like, ah, oh, he's going to shoot Tommy and that's the end. And then he goes, shy my shoes, neighbor. Yeah. It's amazing. He's like, he basically is like, go on, go over, you know, like here. Before, hey, it's your box. It'll be yeah, just like, look at that. be just like old times. Yep. And he goes over and he, he forces Tommy to kneel, mm-hmm. which I wrote immediately. I wrote down prostrating himself because we're about to see a brief moment of redemption for Tommy where he's going to, uh, bird saw this scene as well, which it, like of the scenes to see, if you just saw this one, you'd be like, like what, what the, the fuck? fuck are you watching? Yep. So, he kneels and he picks up the shoe shine, and Tommy's hands are covered in blood because he's been bleeding for three and a half days. months. Yeah, just <laughs> wandering, bleeding. It's amazing how much blood loss you can stop just by pressing on it with the palm of your hand gently. Yeah, yeah, and often not doing that, and often just, <laughs> just running, just running, increasing your heart rate, right? And also stretching, blood flow. Yeah. Anyway, we're not going to critique the twenty minutes. They suck. <laughs> this part's awesome. Yes. He kneels down, and. There's this is an image that is inescapable because it is the it's what you're looking at. You are watching a white man force a black man to shine his shoes at gunpoint. Mm-hmm. This is like this is an insanely powerful symbol of white oppression. Yes. Especially like this movie is 1973. We got to remember that too. So like think about the the like the cultural foment of this time period and the last 30 you know 100 years but in the in particular like the 30 years previous this is some shit imagine sitting in a in a theater and seeing that yeah no kidding right in 1973 mm-hmm. you're like whoa yep. right okay so tommy reaches in and gets shoe shine and he has shoe shine and blood his own blood on his, on hands. his hands like there are this is this is biblical like what we're watching what we're watching washing of the feet and all of that yeah yeah what this is amazing this is um that this movie manages like those 20 minutes aside like that this movie manages to weave so much like subtle powerful mythological symbolism into Mm -hmm. itself in a 1973 black exploitation film is Stunning. So he rubs the and the guy uh, uh, McKinney's like, "Don't be afraid to get your hands dirty. Like, get yeah, in there, get in there, get there." Yeah. And he gets the shoe shine on, and he starts going. Um, he starts like he, he's so with he's the polishing cloth yeah with the polishing going. cloth, and the you can see he starts tentatively. But then he he picks he, up his body remembers and the he rhythms, starts shining, and he starts shining this guy's shoes. It is, it is amazing. He. In the moment, you can, I'm getting chills talking yeah. about it, but you can, you can see him reconnect with where he came from yep, and exactly. his, and his community, you know, and it's not, it's not like, you know, and by the power of black people shining right. shoes, I become a super, it's, it's just like, he's reconnected for the first time and since where he's he like, started this whole thing. Yeah. It's like, it's like, he's, it's like, this is where I came from. He's like, you know, like he has the line earlier. I wore, you know, I wore your clothes that were right. He comes from mm-hmm. poverty and hardship, but he also comes from a, a really lively, a lively place of strong bonds and strong community and family. And you can see him remember the rhythms of, of like his, of his roots of the, of the place that he started and he reconnects and in the guys like Sean, oh, you could make a, you yep. could make a, you could make a good living, living at this, as a, shining, or yeah. as a shoe shine boy or whatever. 
and he his gun wavers just like a little bit and tommy gets his gun gra- he grabs his gun with one hand grabs the shoe shine box with his other and slams yep. mckinney in the face with the Cracks shoe shine him box. right in the fucking skull with it it is fucking awesome mm-hmm. and in in a split second you have re- the the that power that power shifts and submission shifts and Tommy is standing tall, towering over McKinney. Who's McKinney a big man. is like, oh fuck! Uh, his face is just McKinney, like, I fucked up. And I think it's important too. McKinney eventually ends up laying down, completely pros- like completely prostrated. But in that first moment, he's kneeling. He's kneeling. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Then he oh gets my god! Hit again with the shoe shine box. Yeah, Tommy is basically like got the shoe shine box like gripped in his in his hand in the the cavity. So it's like uh, almost like a boxing yeah. glove, and he's punching McKinney in the face with a shoe shine box. It doesn't get more symbolic no, than that, no, man. Exactly. He's Tommy's beating a white his white oppressor to death with the symbol of his oppression. Mm-hmm. That is. Explicitly on the screen, yeah. it's so fucking awesome, dude. Like you're just sitting on the couch, you like, just, yes. you're just, yeah, your whole body's you're, vibrating. You're rooting for Tommy when you have, when he's not you been rootable. You have not been for a he's long time. He's not been rootable for a and while, he, and he's still a fallen figure in a lot of ways. But he's, and it's kind of hot in here. But um, but it, it, it we, I think as humans, we love redemption, mm-hmm. and we love seeing oppressors thrown down. Yes, and in a way, that's what we see here. We see. Tommy not you know what Tommy didn't reconnect he's not reconnecting with his community he's reconnecting with the oppressed or his oppression mm-hmm. and so he beats this fucking guy and up you know uh, he keeps trying to McKinney keeps trying to come up come up and then gets punched again with the box to the face Jesus. and then he goes down on his back and he's and he's basically like all right do it Tommy Fucking give me Tommy, 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 just do it. Then the best thing ever happens. What are you doing over there? What, what are you, you doing with that shoe shine there, Tommy? Oh my god! Hold on, wait, 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 wait. Hey, you're you not gonna blackface me, you are you? Not. Oh are you, my god! You are. You uh, you're, you're jazz singing me. Yeah, oh, he's doing it, Tommy. Fuck. Even Danielle's like, is he gonna blackface him? I'm like, I think so. Mm-hmm. When he goes and he goes and gets the shoe, the shoe, the, shoe, the, shoe the polish, black, yeah. the, the polish gets a. Fuck load of it on his hand You can see McKinney be like What if you just shot me in the face Yeah though? can you just like, kill me that'd be fine But that's not how Tommy operates Nope Tommy he has to take it away from removes you. the thing that you care about most and It's his white face Yeah yeah the thing that McKinney, The last thing left The thing that McKinney values most at It's his absolute core is his skin The color of his skin His, his race mm-hmm. And Tommy puts him in blackface and sticks a gun in like almost in his mouth and then says sing mammy for me yeah that is some shit bro oh my god um so the guy's a racist white cop he doesn't know mammy so no of course he, he doesn't so he just says like, He's like mammy, 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 mammy 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 just says the word he's yeah. like almost crying and he's in blackface and tommy's kneeling over him with a gun and you're like Oh shit! This is the like you're just sitting there and your brain is like trying to b- comprehend how amazing the film just became. You're like, I don't even understand this. how this got so good so fast. This is sh- this is amazing. Yes. And then he's like, he's can't take it anymore. Tommy's basically like broken his brain. He's removed the dude's race. He's mm-hmm. made him like that which McKinney hates, which is a he's turned him into a black 
person. Mm-hmm. He's like, sing Mammy for me. He's like, sing it, sing it right, sing it right. And McKinney breaks, he's like, kill me, I can't just shoot me, shoot me. And then we have an amazing line where Tommy says, I'm, he goes, he goes, nah, you're gonna die like a field neighbor. And beats him to death with his gun. Yes. Oh my <laughs> God, Carl. <laughs> He beat him. You're gonna die like a field neighbor. You're gonna die like a field neighbor and beats him. He beats him all the way. All to the death. way, Dad. Oh my God, dude. Yeah. Uh, he he again and again. That's crazy. And I think he's. I'm. I maybe you're misremembering because I watched it a while ago. But he. I think he is. Is he screaming, "Mammy!" as he beats him? Yeah, I think so. Dude, it's nuts. It's nuts. It's mm-hmm. like one of those moments where you're where the the film has cr- utterly crescendoed, and in the aftermath, it's just dial tone. Yep. There's nothing. You, well, it wasn't that. It wasn't that he was just violently beating him to death. He was having flashbacks of when of he was be- being, being beaten, beaten the by same McKinney, way. Yeah. Yes. So uh, he was going back to that dark place, and yeah, and it's it's it was revenge. it was like an exorcism. Um, and then and then septic shock happens and nothing makes sense and he gets beat to death by kids at the end. Yeah, pretty much. The end of the movie is bad. Yeah. He he grabs the ledgers, he walks out, he goes home. Yeah. He goes to hit like that tenement he grew up in, which we've seen once before. And then the the sound cuts out. Yeah. Where he's like he's, he's talking, talking he's talking to the kids. There, there's a group of there's like a gang of kids hanging out and he's talking to the kids and but you don't hear what he's saying you don't hear what it's he's all... saying you don't hear what they're saying they like come and threaten him and then they chase him into like the alley of and the they beat him to death and then the ledgers are left there in the pile and of the rubbish pile of rubble, and they take his wallet and then it's august 1973 yeah because the title card comes up at the very end yeah, which is really confusing. Right. Well, they they tell us like there's a one at the beginning that tells us like what year it is, and it's like it's supposed to be like that know. only that only took like five a, months. I don't know, man. Like that. Weird. The end. Yeah, the ending's movie, weird. It doesn't fit with the rest of at what we've all. Yeah, it's not good. No, it's not good. But I would say the m- minus the last five minutes and the twenty minutes we have to deal with Tommy gut shot. Right. I think this is this isn't gonna be on my shelf next to. Like, yeah, it's gonna be next to Goodfellas. It's, awesome it's gonna be next movie. to Casino. It's gonna be next to all yeah, of those. Yeah, you can't. You can't. There's the the movie manages such a such amazing like symbolic acrobatics mm-hmm. and is so much fun for so much of it. Yeah, you can't totally discount it for like a weird. There's a long there's slow a weird, bit, yeah. and the ending is bad. Yeah, like if okay, if he had killed McKinney. And then we'd we'd uh, slowly zoomed out or like done a tracking shot out to a wide, and then he just slump, and, he, and yeah. he slumps and dies in the office or like gets the ledgers or he just, yeah he gets the ledgers and he, like, or he's whatever down the street. And but then the, movie the movie needs well, yeah. to end in the office. Yeah, if you leave that office, yeah, you just you've taken you're all the yeah yeah you're done. You've 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 built something that is near perfect in that office in that scene. And the second you leave that office, like yeah, if you just grab the ledgers off the ground, sat on the, I don't need a denouement, whatever, and then I don't need a denouement. Yeah, I need that. I need that scene to be the last thing. Yeah. Oh, anyway, that's and I, and again, like for real, I have no more notes because the end is so bad. I didn't even do mine because you did such a great job of going no, through. No, I, I even asked Carl. I'm like, wait, did he die or was he just like passed out? 
maybe died of septic and shock later on. Probably, Ledgers I mean, are all the trampled kid, on. The kids were stabbing a weird shit like a, a model airplane. And like well, it didn't, barely, it didn't look like they were beating him really well. I don't know if that was the were, acting or... It was like, probably like, the acting. We had a good slap fight in Truck Turner. Yes, we did. Oh, my God. <laughs> the noodle arms? Old noodle arm slap <laughs> fight? Old, nothing like a good old noodle arm slap fight. Thank you, Truck Turner. Yeah. So, I mean, I've got nothing left for Black nope. Caesar. I liked I'm it. Good. Yeah, I did too. I liked it a lot. Um... I think, I think Truck Turner is more fun. Truck Turner is more fun. This I, is more of a movie movie. Like I almost you all. I almost I, don't want to call it a black exploitation movie, except for it all definitely the, is. like I don't know. It has some of the like the characteristics and I say tropes of a black exploitation movie. But it does. It, but it's more of a gangster movie. Yeah, a low budget like gangster movie that happens to have. Well, if you made Tommy a pimp instead of right. like a. What is his racket? He doesn't have a racket. He does have. They go into it very, very briefly oh, in one it's of the like mob real scenes. estate or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if, if like you made if shit. you made him a pimp instead of a like an extortion then it's, racket, it's a it's utterly black exploitation. Yeah. The but the fact that it's that mob element. It's, yeah, the 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 Italian mobby element removes some of the black element yeah. from it, which yeah. is what the movie's about. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I I liked it. Well, when we do our shootout, I think. Uh, I think there'll be an interesting moment where I we have to weigh how good the good in Black Caesar is versus the two fairly big flaws. Right. Anyway, that's all I have for Black Caesar. I'm good I'm to go. See, do you have anything else, Danielle? No. All right. Awesome. We are a listener-supported podcast. If you like what we do, you like our discussions, head on over to patreon.com slash Peterson. You can get bonus episodes, shout-outs on the show, Patreon-exclusive episodes, full-on shit. And trust me, yes. you're going to want the Patreon episodes that are coming up, uh, especially in December. It's so gonna, get, we don't want to spoil anything, but gonna. it's one. It's it's getting like the stocking <laughs> and the the presents from the parents and the Santa presents uh, like all at once. And then there's that big Amazon, Amazon box. On yeah, the front door exactly. Too. Like it's yep, like, what event- happened? There's so many presents. <laughs> oh my God. It, like so much that you puke. John Shimey, Casey Shimey. Thank you so much for <laughs> putting up with us. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, we can, I love thanking people in person and mm-hmm. because we're going to thank, well, I'm sorry. What was the pronunciation? Darnell. Darnell Pralshaw. Darnell Pralshaw. Darnell Pralshaw. Thank you so much for your contributions, both verbal and monetary to the show. And mm-hmm. also because I never get to do it. I and mean, she's here and I did to her. Oh. Carl, thank you for supporting the show. Oh, it's my pleasure. High fives. Thank you. High fives all around everybody. Oh my God. Well done. Everyone. Bad. Now, we're, now we're getting awkward. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> left handed. Okay. So anyway, here we go. <laughs> and finally, um, Cranton Swanton. He changed his name recently. To Connor Sweeney, I think. I think he's gonna hide behind that. I know. That's such a stupid that's not fucking even a name. Real name. It's not a real name. So no one ever fake Connor sounding. Sweeney. It's like it's like he wants to be Jeff cool. Smith. The, I would have gone with like a Dave Swinton. Dave it's like Swinton. Tilda, but not Dave. But Dave. Instead. But Dave. Right. I'm done. Yeah, me too. I got so, nothing else. Thank you, Connor. <laughs> a bunch of this is not making it. <laughs> no, it's podcast. okay. I'm so hungover. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> you've done you've done really well. You did really well. I'm very yeah. proud of you. Thank you. I can smell the last night. You can smell the last booze night bouncing a, off of your. I had a filter. mint julep, mm. a mojito. Oh shit! And I I couldn't keep going because I ran out of bourbon, then ran out of rum, so I switched to margaritas. But then I ran out of lime juice, so I finished with Perno. <laughs> That's what I drank last Jesus. night. Jesus. Well, at least you did it in sort of order. Like Perno would be one a of good like finisher. yeah finisher, nice and light. It was a, it was a wow. weird night, Carl. All right, I'm fucking done. Everybody, 
Thank you for doing your show. <laughs>